The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who got turned into a dog is now running for his life from an incinerator. Welcome, Jacob. Oh, Nick, come on, not again. <laughs> again? Oh my gosh. You've been tra- chased by an incinerator before? Maybe. <laughs> okay, like, hey, we all get a heartbroken every once in a while, right? Okay, that is fair. True. <laughs> that is very fair. But anyway. But not today. <laughs> Why, no, thank you. Not, not today, incinerator. <laughs> Why, thank you, let me use our co-host, a man who uh, was trying to find some toilet paper and stumbled across stumbled across a wizard. Welcome, Drew. Uh, let's just say that uh, I really get to clean myself up right after that. Oh, snap. But anyway, <laughs> if you're trying to figure out what on earth are these two goobers talking exactly. about, tonight we are reviewing a South Korean anime <laughs> entitled The Satellite Girl and Milk Cow. And it is by far probably one of the craziest things I think we might have reviewed. <laughs> Just about. That is not in Bad Movie Month. Agreed. But we'll get there in a minute. Uh, you ready to jump right on into our spoiler-free thoughts on this? Sure, let's do that. All right. Dila, give us a bumper if you would please. Certified fresh and spoiler-free. This is my second viewing. Really? Yeah, because I, I bought the movie. That's what right. Was it, uh, Last like in 2020. Yeah, that's right. I think we were, we, it was the first time either one of us had gotten back into half-price books after the pandemic started. That's right. We and were, we, we were looking for movies. Yes. we were we, While we were waiting to go see Bill and Ted Save the Universe, or whatever that third movie's I, called. Was it Bill and Ted? That's it, it wasn't Tenet because we didn't watch Tenet together. That is true. We didn't. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, we did. No, we didn't. I watched it with my mom and I had a bunch of kids behind me who wouldn't shut up. Oh, okay. Well, never Which mind. Made the backwards talking scenes very hard to follow. Oh, uh, okay. Well, never mind. But anyway. Anyways. Continue. So yeah, that's I I bought it because we were we were looking through movies. Yeah. And, and you stumbled I, across I, this. I came across this and I had three things cross my mind. A oh. That's the G Kids logo. Mm-hmm. This might be a little bit artsy and fun. This could be a fun thing to review. Mm-hmm. What's this called? <laughs> Satellite Girl and Milk Cow. That's crazy enough title. I got to find out what this is. So I went ahead and bought the thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went to go see whatever that movie was. And I, it, I a couple weeks later, I watched this and go, yeah, that was a that was a fun movie. I don't know how we'll talk about it, <laughs> but uh, we're talking about it tonight. So I guess we we'll are. find out. I-, I remember I enjoyed it. If you can find this movie, I actually do suggest it. Be aware that uh, there's a lot that this movie just does and wants you to accept yep. without any explanation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So be aware of that. But uh, other than that, uh, I think it's a good movie. You should watch it. Okay. Well, this is also my first watch viewing in this film. Uh, there again, we were in half price, half price books. Yeah. Yes, it is half price. Yeah. Half price books. 
that's and what uh, it says on the price tag i had to remove the o card for mm -hmm. so y'all wouldn't have to stare at that big yellow piece of label mm -hmm. so drew comes around the corner and it's like it's like what did you find he's like what in the world i mean like, i'm just so puzzled it's like okay satellite girl and milk cow okay yeah that sounds interesting and so i have seen stranger titles on things hmm this is just the first one I thought, well, I plucked down, what was it, 10, 15 bucks? Yeah. Thir used. 13. It's a 13. Right. Oh, it's right here. Yeah. 13.49. Yeah. Plus tax. Yeah. So 15 bucks. For, for, not, for something, uh, an obscure title, like, that's not really that bad. No. And definitely from G-Kids. Yeah. And so I thought, maybe this is just some weird anime I'd never heard of, because I just looked at it. I didn't do any reading on the back mm -hmm. of it. I didn't even see the picture of Merlin on it. Oh, gosh. All I saw was a girl with rocket boots. Well, not rocket boots. Rocket shoes. Mm -hmm. Kissing a giant cow-like creature and thought, mm -hmm. that kind of looks sweet. I'll give this a shot. Come home, put it in. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't Japanese. Oh, <laughs> This is Korean. <laughs> it's Korean. South Korean, Korean. to be specific. And the, you kind of learn that really quickly when you find out the girl is actually a Korean satellite. Yeah. A real Korean and satellite. satellite. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the film. Uh, if, if, you, if you're looking for something funny, uh, weird, really weird to watch. Really weird. And do still kind of want a little bit of a sweet love story as there is one in this kind of uh yeah go go pick up this movie it's a fun one yeah so uh so this movie came on the docket it came in the 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 order of movies we that put we put it on slept. last year before we decided to do bad movie months that is true pushed. and then it got pushed back to this year yeah so it's like oh okay so we're gonna do this film so i at this point i had forgotten he had gotten this film and he kept talking about it. it's like oh okay so let's do this film so I watch it. I watched it a couple of days ago and just like, huh? <laughs> what? Hold on. Well, you had more to go off of than I did going into it because <laughs> I had already told you about Merlin. You did. Because I was like, oh, yeah, Merlin, the toilet paper. Yes. Toilet paper wizard. <laughs> toilet paper wizard. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And a, a, a guy who gets. Yeah. And a, a a girl who's a satellite. Okay, weird. And there's little plot points. It's like, huh? What? What's the scene coming in from? What? Huh? We'll get into what, it. What? 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 So I, I especially like where they, uh, or he, where he starts calling her by a different name, and there's no explanation why he did so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the dub's fault, <laughs> or if that's just how it was in the script. Who knows? Who honestly knows with this film? We'll get into it. Yes. Uh, so I would be like, I would watch it and be like, it just general curiosity. If you're this kind of person who like obscure Korean film, that is, it is, it's an English film. dub. It's an English do dub. Have an English dub. It's actually for the dub is actually pretty, the recording is actually pretty decent. Yeah. I would it agree. It's done by uh, uh, NY post. Okay. Out of New York. Yeah. Same so, people who did your name and weathering with you. Okay, so he got some talent behind it. In so, fact, uh, the guy who voiced uh, the main guy in Your Name, whose name I can't think of at the moment, mm -hmm. ironically, yeah, he was the voice director on this. Oh, really? I didn't include that in the notes, but I remember seeing that on there. Oh, okay. So, 
I am I am struggling to say, do I recommend this movie or not? <laughs> <laughs> I really am. But uh yeah, uh if you're curious, just you can find it on YouTube for $1.99 and then go have fun with it. It is a trip. Yeah, it's it's a say that. Like you're tripping over cow chips <laughs> the entire time. He uses the toilet. Yeah, um, yes, he uses the toilet. Oh so, my gosh. Which led to one really awkward conversation. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. That scene. Oh my gosh. Moving on. Yes. Shall we? Before we, this is getting very spoilery, very yes. quick. Yes. Oh my Let's go gosh. ahead and drop the spoiler warning and get to talking about this film. You, you, you had to bring that into my head again. Yes, ah! I did. Yes, I did. Roll it. The following is a spoiler filled review for the movie. The Satellite Girl and Milk Cow. Mm-hmm. Listener discretion is advised. Satellite Girl and Milk Cow was written and directed by Hyung Yun Jang, who also wrote and directed the short that's on the Blu-ray, A Coffee Vending Machine and Its Sword. That's about the only thing that was in a language I could pronounce that he had done. I'm going to admit this because I admittedly korean's a little bit easier to pronounce than japanese right but there's still some of those words you're looking at and going i don't know what that said mm-hmm. i don't know what that's supposed to be and i if i said it wrong no one would know it but then no one would have heard of it either but also i'll go with the special feature that's on the blu-ray <laughs> and i watched a little bit of that and that that was trippy too yeah i did too <laughs> Oh my god. It was also written by uh Yung Kung Jung and Ji Yung Park with English script by Amanda Celine Miller. Hmm. Getting into the English voice cast, playing Kyung Chun, aka Milk Cow. Mm. We have Daniel J. Edwards. And uh you remember that movie we reviewed with Dallas called uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions? Yes. <laughs> he voiced Roland in that. Oh, okay. and I don't remember who Roland is. Me either. That's like, oh, there's a movie we reviewed. No, Dallas was in the the chat room. Be like, oh yeah, I remember that character. You may not remember who that is either. <laughs> Probably not. That's not a main character name. That's that's a character created for that movie. Oh, okay. I was apparently too lazy to go look at who he was. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a hot minute since we watched Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, a little bit. Go back and uh, go either go watch or go listen to that episode. Yes. Uh, Playing Kitsat 1, we have Ryan Bartley. And in the Netflix dub of Neon Genesis Evangelion, she played Ray. Oh. That kind of fits. Kind of. Yeah. I can see this. Yeah, yeah. I, all I'm saying. I can see it. Yes. I've I've listened, I've watched the 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 uh the Netflix dub of Neon Genesis Evangelion again being the big fan of the original dub right i'm, I'm it's like always not, it's never going to be as good it's not it'd be like yeah either or either way either way more on that later in the continue year. yeah continue <laughs> that in a year <laughs> kirk thornton played merlin and he's gabumon and digimon you know what that actually fits <laughs> yeah it is his voice that is most definitely but here's some more fun Cam Clark, who played Mr. O, which I believe was the actual hunter with the plunger. Oh, yeah, that mysterious, weird character. Yes. He played Leonardo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which one? 
the cartoon. Which one? The cartoon. The 80s cartoon? The one we are both aware of, yes. Okay. The original okay. cartoon. The 1980s cartoon. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just clarification. Because there's that. four of them. I know. That's why I said <laughs> the cartoon. Okay. Not, uh, I don't know the names of the other shows. TMNT, the next. I know this is not the next mutation. That's the Saban one. Yeah. That's well, the one well, that crossed over with Power well, Rangers. Yeah, I saw that crossover. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At least Venus kept her mouth shut. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's in there. Yeah, she's coming she back. She never in the says anything. No, but she comes. she's in the comics. Yeah. Now, Doug Stone, who vo- voiced Mr. Byun, the one that Mr. O was working for. Oh, yeah. Bear in mind, I could have these suits too uh confused probably because they never said their name no they didn't so one at all one of them is the hunter one of them is who the hunter is working for mm-hmm. and all wants livers for some reason and in the video game metal gear solid on playstation one huh he played psychomantis okay who literally could read know, know what games you had played oh yeah i heard about that yeah because mm. it would read your memory card interesting psychomantis didn't talk to solid snake he talked to you the player oh yeah he made your controller move oh that's interesting yeah that's mm. one of those cool things about yeah. that game that i never got to experience because i've never got that far in the game hmm. well last but not least julie ann taylor played the witch of the north oh yeah the hog lady yes she's the hog lady you can say she had hogwarts Huggy, huggy, Hogwarts. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, you won't know this one, but it's literally the only thing I could find that I recognized. In the video game anime, the video game and the anime for Persona 4, Okay, she played the character of Ai Ibihara. Okay. Which tells you nothing. No. I just remember wishing this girl would go away. <laughs> despite the fact she was a social link and I had to spend at least 10 visits with her and she forced me to skip school oh how terrible how terrible anyway moving on (laughs) kingdom hearts connections is there any there's five what (laughs) granted two of them i cheated and went smash brothers oh okay fair ben diskin who was additional voices in this i didn't list them earlier uh he is young xehanort in kingdom hearts okay Cam Clark, who played Mr. O, is uh, Simba in Kingdom Hearts, which would be adult Simba, by the way. So he replaced uh, Ferris Bueller, who's, I can't think of the actor's name right now. I'm sorry, now I just just pictured Simba (laughs) saying, that's a lot of fish. (laughs) Same name. I I had the exact same thought. I can't think of, why can I not think of his name? You're welcome, Nate. Anyway. Also in Smash Brothers, he played the male version of Corrin. Oh, okay. From Fire Emblem something or other. I don't remember which Fire <laughs> Emblem. Gotcha. Anyway, Kirk Thornton, who played Merlin in this, is Sykes and Isa in Kingdom Hearts. Okay. But in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, he plays Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Okay. This, I want this, you to picture the roll of toilet paper talking about being the ultimate life form. Oh my gosh. 
Now all I got, all I, I need the, to edit. I, I I have this, I have this image in my head. You have Shadow, who's running around, and there's a toilet paper attached to it. I'll butt. save you, milk cow. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Here, use this. It's the good stuff. Two <laughs> Mm. Oh, this is going to be a weird episode. I can just tell. Think? Lisa Ortiz <laughs> was additional voices in this. And in Smash Brothers, she played Oshawott and Fletchling to the Pokemon. Oh. Tom Wayland, who was additional voices in this, played Keldeo and Arceus in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay. Also two Pokemon. Interesting. But specifically Arceus, mm. the god of Pokemon. Mm, okay. So. Yeah, he was God oh, in well, a way. And he's a pokey God. Pokey God, yeah. That you can be captured by a 10 year old. <laughs> that that's, doesn't really make him a God, then, does it? I'm just saying, this is, thing about, this is the weird thing about a 10 year old. This is the weird thing about Pokemon is God can be caught in a, in a small ball. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. Yeah, just, just a, so many a little levels. proof that he's not actually God. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho's. That's actually the last Kingdom Hearts connection I have. All right. What do we got in info and stuff? All right. So from what I've been able to glean from the internet and looking Which at the back of the box. Not much. And gleaming from the back of the box. <laughs> you know, that that's the, the depth of research you have to do because you can't find this stuff. You have to go to the back of the box. Look, there's any bit of time ever print and put a magnifying I'll, on it. I'll, I'll get this it, what it says. Ladies and gentlemen, I will put it to you this way. That cast list that I just read was most of the research either one of us could do yeah pretty much pretty this. much there's that little information on the on the american World Wide web all right so imdb it has a 5.8 makes sense out of 10 uh you'll be able to watch it on youtube for a dollar 99 i think that's a good price for this movie uh oh really <laughs> or are maybe we, uh are we telegraphing your mm -hmm. uh your rating for this film maybe maybe not i don't know <laughs> playing with this we're just playing with it we're go we're 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 milking the cow as we as we move along can we not can we not i that's gonna come up in our in this yes life. i know i know i had i had to anywhere either either or <laughs> either or oh. uh so production was for now or never productions sba soy soy <laughs> soy so mm. <laughs> sora so not Soya? Sora. Soa? <laughs> no, it's a it's a town in Korea. Soy. Where is it? I'm missing it. Bam. Oh, you mean Seoul? Seoul. Thank you. I'm trying to say Seoul, but I'm the E throws you off. I guess yes, it does. <laughs> Seoul, South Korea. Seoul um, Animation Center, distributed by. I couldn't find the original distributor, so I'm just going with Shop Factory, Shop Factory USA, and it's now being distributed through G Kids. Well, G Kids has the rights to it, and they distribute through Shop Factory. Yeah, like Power Rangers distributes through Shop Factory. Okay, fair, fair. So yeah, all right. So uh, original released in South Korea. On February 20th, 2024, and here in the United States on June 2nd, 2018. Box office, there is no box office. No sequel, no nothing. There's, I don't think there's a sequel. If there's a sequel what out there, 
I have no idea. <laughs> Rocket Boy and Pig Girl? Probably. That might be actually an interesting idea. Moving on. <laughs> mm, so that's all I have for info and stuff. All right. Getting into the summary, which I actually had to write at this time. <laughs> Because I could not, there's not even a Wikipedia article. No, there's not on this. It's literally here's a little bit I, of information here, a little bit I'd of like information to, here. Done. I'd like to point out, Leo the Lion had a Wikipedia article, <laughs> and this did not. We don't talk about Leo. Anyway, whoa, whoa, summary: whoa. the satellite Kitsat One, Kitsat One's. Sorry, let's start over. The satellite Kitsat Kit. I'm not the only one saying words. Kitsat is hard to say. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't mispronounce your, wait, your sister. What? <laughs> oh, spiritual sister, not your actual sister. Oh, okay. This was scare me half to death. Yeah, come on. <laughs> My apologies, but still. The satellite, Kitsat One's mission was to observe the earth. And in doing so, she heard a beautiful song sung by a man she decided to meet. And so she fell to earth. Meanwhile, the man she heard, Kyungjun, having was having his heart broken and a mysterious black cloud turned him into a milk cow and he was now being pursued by an incinerator. After nearly being caught by the incinerator, he is saved by Merlin, who is now a roll of toilet paper. The tree he was sleeping in got cut down by a paper mill. As <laughs> Kyung Chun escapes, Merlin's fight with the incinerator is brought to an end when Merlin sees Kit Sat One falling to earth. Thinking it's a shooting star, he casts magic on it to perform an attack and accidentally transforms the satellite into a girl. Brilliant. Brilliant move. <laughs> Merlin and Kitsat One end up crashing at Kyung Chun's apartment, and the three become roommates. Merlin gives Kyung Chun a human disguise suit so he can continue making money and having a life, and the three try to live normal lives. Now Kyung Chun is getting hunted by a man who steals livers from humans turned into animals by sucking them out with a plunger. Kitsat One, who was returning home after discovering that she'd been replaced by a number of other satellites, uh, ends up saving Kyung Chun by firing a rocket arm at the hunter. The hunter, Mr. O, sells these livers to Mr. Byun, who in turn sells them to rich people. Mr. Byun and Mr. O don't care why the rich people think eating livers will help them, they just want their money. And neither are happy that the incinerator is honing in on their turf. Merlin ends up getting a visit from the Witch of the North, who, who herself has been turned into a boar. The witch offers to Kyung Chun a way to escape being hunted by coming with her to a place where neither the incinerator or the hunters can get him. But if he accepts, he'll never be human again. She says she'll give him until her next visit to make a decision. As time goes on, Kyung Chun and Kitsat One end up falling in love with each other. After the incinerator, Mr. O discovers where Kyung Chun lives. They both attack him there. Kitsat One, who's been aware that even in her human form, she's slowly breaking down and won't last much longer, attempts to sacrifice herself to save Kyung Chun and gets trapped in the incinerator herself, now feeling all her depression all at once. Kyung Chun enters the incinerator to save her. They escape with the incinerator blown up and live happily ever after. I had to write the last half a lot faster than I did the first half. Can you tell? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Getting into the trivia for this, and I only have one bit of trivia for this. Mm. Kitsat One is an actual South Korean satellite which started off the South Korean space program. Really? Kitsat stands for Korean Institute of Technology hmm. Satellite. All right. Korean Institute of Technology Communication. Oh, yeah. I was right the first time. Communication, however, was lost with Kitsat 1 in 2004. 
roughly what 15 years before this movie yeah so she'd been lonely a long time just putting that out there mm-hmm. and that's uh, my trivia for this hmm. what's your first like for this film my first like of this film would be it is it is judy judy where'd i get judy from i don't even know a judy <laughs> judge judy I was making an Olaf joke. Uh, <laughs> Samantha? Exactly. <laughs> so it's got this Ghibli wonder to it as a film. It it, like, it it uses those very much like how Studio Ghibli would do their stories. You would have like these mysterious characters and you just kind of just follow their journey. And I thought that was very fascinating. Uh, I'm not a big fan of how it's executed in a lot of ways, but the... The studio, the studio Ghibli wonder is just sprinkled throughout this entire film, and I think it's a very interesting uh, approach to do a film. Definitely, yeah, because if you're trying to emulate Studio Ghibli, it's probably a good way to go. So that's my first like. Uh, my first like in his is all of the symbolism. Okay. Uh, so just let me put this in perspective. Let's say that this is... Let's take out the fact that she's a satellite. He gets turned into a cow. Okay. She's a girl who's had a job that she's just found out is useless. Mm -hmm. But she felt... But in the purpose of that job, she found someone she actually likes. And and went to find him. Mm. He got his heart broken and is now depressed. Mm. And the two find each other and fall in love with each other. Okay. And at the same time, they both have to help each build each other back up. Uh, because you know she doesn't even realize she's going through depression, despite the fact I gotcha. it's painfully obvious to everybody else because she yeah. doesn't even know where she has feelings. True, she's a satellite. She has less processing power than my watch. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's mean, but and because this is a little bit fairy tale, I'll admit. Yeah, but uh, this is there's a lot of nice little symbols, symbolist things in here. Yeah, and yet there's also a lot of things that aren't. And you can see the incinerator as the depression that's chasing both of them and they both Mm -hmm. have to enter it and come out the other side Mm -hmm. with it blown up. Now, if you're going to ask me what uh, the hunters is symbolic of, I have no No idea. idea. Nope. (laughs) I have no idea what Merlin is symbolic of either (laughs) or the boar or or the witch of the North boar. But I mean, there is like little bits of symbolism in here. Interesting. Also, he gets turned into a milk cow, despite the fact he's a guy. Yeah, which is because, oh, oh, wow. because, ah. because <laughs> this is my theory. Okay. When he got his heart broken by that other girl, mm. by seeing her with another man, he maybe compared his self, his manhood, not, not his manhood, manhood, but yeah, his feelings of being a man. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> against this guy and felt emasculated. So we got I, turned I, into I, I gotcha. a milk bearing. Bovine. <laughs> okay, that was a good explanation. That's the only one I can come up with. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was brilliant. I'm curious what the zebra was. Oh that we gosh. saw early on. What yeah. was his problem? If he if if the cow was emasculated, what was the problem with the zebra? That, that's and that's for a that deep matter, psychology happened, there, man. What happened to the witch of the north to turn her into a pig? <laughs> or a boar, actually. It's more of a boar than a pig. But still, 
and a pig is a poor, but you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> she ain't a sow, is what I'm trying no. to say. Uh, Sowie. <laughs> Moving on. What's your second like? My second like would be. Mm, let me go with myself really fast. Oink. Uh, so some pig. <laughs> yeah, I'm not growing a tail in there. No. Okay. Thank goodness. Oh, she said there was way too much animal confusion in this. She's not even <laughs> touching it. Thank you. Thank you, Deedlets. <laughs> Thank you. So it's the interesting love story between a guy who's a bit of a jerk gets turned into a cow, a bovine, because he gets heartbroken by a girl that he liked and she didn't have the same feelings for him. Right. Been there, done that. It happens. It happens. So... And I can understand why he took it hard. Yeah, agreed. Been there. Uh, and then you have this lonely satellite who's a girl or gets transformed. That, into that's the question. That's, was she a girl before she fell? I you went ahead and added the pronouns for she just to yeah, make sure. It's a... But, I mean... All it's a machine, so it doesn't have a gender. Machines are generally referred to, well, ships are generally referred to as she. Yes. I don't know Cars. if satellites are. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. But like, so I, I I don't know. Maybe Merlin just got a wild uh that she, was an a wild sheet. <laughs> that was a stinking accident. He fired that magic at, at the what he thought was a falling star. Uh-huh. He had no idea what was going to happen. That much is obvious. Because what was he gonna? What was he gonna, What was gonna happen with his magic? He was gonna throw the shooting star at the incinerator. Was that what he was trying to so, do? So Merlin has no real control over his own power. Not apparently. his toilet paper. He doesn't. Apparently, <laughs> this is the weirdest conversation it, I could overhear. Yes, <laughs> if, if you're if you're walking in, if you're those of you who have just walked in on somebody listening to this. We apologize. We are actually Merlin got turned into a uh, roll of toilet paper yeah. in this movie for really unknown reasons. Yes, I can skip falling asleep and then get in the tree that he fell asleep in, going to a lumber mill and getting made into toilet paper. I think I we call it homicide. <laughs> However, he can't come out of the roll of toilet paper for some reason. Weird, right? He probably could have come out of the tree. <laughs> Why can't he come out of the roll of toilet paper? Anyway, anyways, so this this interesting dynamic between Milk Cow, I'm just going to call him Milk Cow. Yeah, that's because that's how they refer to him. Milk Cow and... Milk Cow, Kitsat, one, and yeah. uh, Merlin. Merlin. And there's the dog. The dog is... Yes, the dog. The dog. <laughs> that dog threw me off when I first saw him. What the heck? Because the thing is, despite what we've just described... Yes. <laughs> satellite getting turned into a girl, him being turned into a cow... The art was relatively um, realistic. Yeah, relatively, relatively. And all of a sudden, we're in his we're in his apartment, <laughs> and he starts talking to his dog, and the dog is freaking Gromit from Wallace and Gromit. Yes. that's how he's moving around and talking yes. and walking. He drives a car at one point <laughs> with noise? Merlin in the passenger seat. What? <laughs> It's like, like, we'll get to this later. Yeah, we'll get to but this later. This yes. movie does the tendency just to throw stuff at you and say, yeah. "Accept it and move on." Yeah, it happened. Yes, I agreed. So it's this, like I said before, an interesting 
love story between kids at one and cowboy cowboy <laughs> cow boy <laughs> so it's like the these two characters who can't stand each other and then instantly starting to fall in love with each other even though she's a metal machine that's been oh, turned into a girl was i still am not 100 certain if she's human or not even though she has rockets and, I'm and still... she's made of metal oh yeah she has she's made heavy. of metal i forgot about that but they but they changed that throughout the course of the film they... we'll get there yeah we'll get there when we get there there's a it's not going to be my first dislike mm -hmm. but one of mine's going to be involving that mm -hmm. so it's, an, it's, it's like, for some reason, not only can, does she have a rocket arm, she has a rocket head at one point. Yeah. And they and, and it's like, it just happens, and they never explain what's going on. Thank you. Explanation. Anybody? Minor. I don't need I don't need a full-blown explanation. No, to say, just something. something. Give me, like, two yeah. lines to explain yeah. why she has these abilities. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get that in dislikes. So, but we still got likes to go through. Yeah, we still got likes to go through. <laughs> so, this interesting love story between Kitsat One and Cowboy. You are not wanting to think of milk. No, shush. <laughs> be quiet there. <laughs> be quiet, the. We'll get to that. That yes. will be my first. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You had to say that. That still gives me just like thinking we'll about. Get it. there. We'll get there. Yes. Like, what did you, did you like? <laughs> Just the interesting love story. Okay, that's yes. the, but it's like it has an interesting love story that two characters who obviously are don't get along, and I, I would say it's kind of like this uh, Ron Weasley, her Mighty Granger kind of thing where they don't like each other at first. They eventually kind of you know come together. That. Minus these are two people, and this is a cow, a boy who's been turned into a cow, and a satellite who's been transformed into a, a metal girl. So, yes, it's an interesting love story. I see what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, yes, it's an interesting love story. Let's say that. <laughs> it minus, yeah, let's not go there. My second like is actually the scene where uh, Merlin is fighting or is trying to save uh, Milk Cow from... Mm -hmm. uh, the incinerator yeah. as kits that one is first falling to earth. That whole scene is beautifully animated. I agree. The whole, the fight scene, the, the, the shot of the satellite coming down Merlin's magical spell mm -hmm. going and hitting it and coming back. It's like that, that whole uh, sequence is like the most beautiful. It's, it's got, it's great choreographed fighting. Mm -hmm. The art in it is, is beautiful. It's, it's just, well, that whole part is well done. I, think. Mm -hmm. I agree. So yeah, that's my second line. Uh, my third like would be, and they're gonna be like, I did not write a third one down because I couldn't think of one. So but you've thought of it now. I've thought of it now. Uh, there there are certain parts of this movie that are done very very well, like animation wise, they're yes. done very well, like choreographed, like the fight scenes are done very well. Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah, once you watch that uh, that short on there, the mm -hmm. coffee machine and his sword. <laughs> You Again. can see, yeah, where this guy got his, where, where the where the animator got a lot of his work, yeah, it's, where his skills lie, mm -hmm. yeah, because the the choreograph the choreograph fights and the movements the whole bit mm -hmm. are done very well. Uh, I think they're done on twos. I think. Mm, maybe i'd have to look at it again. Yeah, this is a little bit of a budget piece, a, so it's a bit not like 
it's not full Ghibli. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it might, it's the whole the whole movie might be animated on twos. If we're being yeah. honest, that's what I keep thinking. As I don't think there was ever a spot where it felt like we had super super smooth animation. Yeah, I agree. There again, there are certain parts of the animation are done very well. Yeah, I'm not saying overall. We'll get Let's, there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So that's my third. <laughs> my third like actually is Merlin. Really. It's a stupid idea. Uh, yeah, I, I grant I, you. I would have moved with the dog. The dog, I think the, the, the dog, dog is an interesting character. I, I actually expected that, you, the dog to be one of yours. Not that, because of your that's dog. That's my thing, plus. But, that's my plus. Yes. But Merlin is an interesting character yes. in this. Like I said earlier, this is the Merlin mm. from the Arthurian legend. Allegedly. Might as well be. How are you going <laughs> to say it's not? He fell asleep in a tree Three. years ago. The tree got turned into toilet paper, and somehow he made it to South Korea. Still has his magic. Has not run out of toilet paper, all things considered. Apparently. But uh, the way the way um, I, I th- he's got he's a very interesting character. He's he's very uh, what's what, what am I trying to say here? Mm. He's a wise. He's a, he's a he's an he's a wise interesting character. His, the way his magic works is is interesting. He's a good mentor, I think, to both of these people, yeah. both these kids. He's he's a good um, uh, Obi Wan. Yes, he's got a couple of great lines, mm-hmm. like when he sees, like like when he first sees Kits that one after he transformed her. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Oh, it's a girl." Three, two, two one. Four. A naked girl. <laughs> yeah, let's give her clothes. Let's give her clothes. <laughs> like oh my yes oh <laughs> he did not even think about it he says oh it's a girl oh wait a minute <laughs> let's let's clothe this why, thing why here. and why is she's cold it's like well, she's a satellite and metal like, and you shouldn't even know what that is because you're merlin <laughs> but um anyway <laughs> but everything like involving that character is just it's well thought out like the fact that he uses the toilet paper to make kyun's uh, kyung's uh human yes. suits yes and if kyung wears the human suit in the rain it disintegrates yeah, on him those those are that was hard. brilliant that was brilliant i agree i i enjoyed that. and then the fact that i i throw i i wonder about it when we get to like le- near the end of the film and we see that they're drying like two of kyung's human suits in in the wind and going how much toilet paper do you have left, Merlin? You, are you healing yourself somehow? Are you regenerating How are you somehow? regenerating the toilet paper? That tree is dead. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, because Merlin does say early on, it's like, it's like, well, be like, you know, take a little bit, be like, it's the good stuff, but don't take much because be like, that's, right. oh, that's half my magic. But he continued, like, we'll get there when we get there it's like that's the weird part of it but i mean the whole the setup is like it's good to the point where when you know he's that that scene there where we see it disintegrate Mm -hmm. on kyung and he turns back into the cow and going that was actually done very well i was not expecting that i just kind of accepted he was pretty much human again Mm -hmm. unless he had to take it off for some reason (laughs) and no it's like you can't get it wet that makes a lot of sense it does i was waiting for them to be out like walking through there on a date or something mm-hmm. and a car accidentally splashes water on them and all of a sudden boom cow in the it's in i'm assuming soul yeah 
yes yeah, running around there. yes and scaring people because somehow despite the fact people humans are getting turned into animals no one seems to know about it yeah you'll be like you, you don't except see... for the hunter yeah it's the hunter makes no sense anyway it that was just there for a secondary yeah. antagonist yeah i, I Cause, agree cause i agree the incinerator is he's the real antagonist but they couldn't give him much uh character mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever reason agreed but uh anyway that's my third okay like and just because I want to get this out of the way, Go I'm it. jumping in on my first dislike. Oh my gosh. Brace for impact, we all. Okay. Kyung Chun gets turned into a milk cat. Yes. Kyung Chun does not have one udder. He has six of what looks like stuff we would not put on television. He's he is more uh, pig than cow. Oink, 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 oink. <laughs> How does he have six of those? How does he have six udders? How? And why are they human skin colored and not pink like a cow's? Why is it not an udder? Dude, the Nickelodeon movie Barnyard at least gave the stupid male milk-bearing cows udders. <laughs> Gosh, you're right. Oh my God. They didn't give him another. I understand why you hide them most of the time because that's something that Nickelodeon movie didn't do. My, yeah, you're right. Oh my God. But gosh. why does he have? <laughs> I, I, I recognize he's, he's not actually a milk cow, as in the bovine. Milk? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay, be like, I, I understand why they did that setup. Because yes. they, they need to raise money. And for some reason, it's like, oh, he's a milk cow. And it's like, that was bound to happen ah, from the beginning. That's yes. so easy. You can see it coming from the minute you see him get turned into the milk cow. Right. That he would have to end up selling his milk. And I understand why he's uncomfortable. Yes, just a little. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. But since like, then Seliger walks in, and he's just like, oh, no, 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 no. But at the same time, <laughs> no. why does he not have a cow's udder? Is it in the wrong spot? Is that what they were afraid of? Nickelodeon wasn't. Why is Nickelodeon doing better than this film? With its male milk bearing cows. Oh my gosh. This is something most people don't expect you. Once again, if you just walked in on somebody I'm listening sorry. to this podcast, <laughs> we're apologize. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've got veins popping my head because I'm hard of laughing. We understand that you just walked in on the craziest crap you've heard today. <laughs> Probably. Or this week. Well, if, if or you, this month. Or, if or been, this year. Or if you've been having a really bad day and you're listening to this podcast, we're making you laugh. You're you welcome. So welcome. <laughs> What's your first dislike? My first dislike. Okay, let me pull up the pad. <laughs> Ooh. All right. My first like is in the same vein as my first like. It is a wannabe Ghibli film. Yeah. That fails miserably. <laughs> it's close. You can tell what it's the it, I, I understand. The their, their intention yeah. was wonderful. I thought it was like, wow, this is a really good, like, 
concept to work with because it right. sounds like something Ghibli would do. And but, if they had delivered on this like a hundred percent, I would have given I would have accepted it. Nothing wrong. I still like this film. Yeah. Just because of how weird it is. I'll I'll give you that. I like it because right. of how weird it is. Fair, fair. And enough. I do think the love story is somewhat sweet. Yeah. But yeah, it is trying to be gentle and failing miserably. <laughs> Yes, it is, it is far from being Studio Ghibli, amazing kind of story. Studio Ghibli does some weird stuff, but it's good. It's got a, you know, a stylistic to it, a storytelling to this. This does not. Yeah. This is like, it's it's got the charm that a Ghibli does, that a Ghibli film does, but it lacks a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, It's utters hang too low. I couldn't help it. Couldn't Are help you it. saying that it's utterly, uh, it, it utterly fails? In, in in that you know it, it's pasteurized way too long. These are bad bad. Puns. These are bad puns. Oh my gosh! But not you're welcome. Puns. <laughs> oh. that, that is that is that is my that is my first dislike. This movie thinks it's a Ghibli. It's not really a Ghibli. My, it's more like giblets. <laughs> my second dislike for this film. Granted, second? Yeah, we're on second. My first dislike That's was right, utter. Are, yes. Or lack thereof. Like utter, utterly ridiculous. Yes. My second dislike is this. Here's the thing. As I've said a hundred times on this episode already, I love how weird this film is. Yes. But I wish it actually was running some logic yes because this movie establishes no logic in the beginning if you if you're you're sitting there and and you're wondering how on earth are they going to get out of the situation you just quit worrying about that because it's like oh they'll pull something out of their butts that they hadn't shown us yet Mm -hmm. it's like oh how are we going to uh how how is she going to save uh kyung or milk cow from getting from from the uh from the hunter oh she'll fire her rocket arm at him wait she has a rocket arm she got multiple of them (laughs) she has multiple that she can put in that telescope box on her back that is apparently a if it's dnd a bag of holding yeah it's apparently bottomless it's got an extension charm on it (laughs) yeah Or, or or the other part when she's getting angry at the bar patrons for making fun of him when he does accidentally transform in front of people yeah um and she just grow and she, and she's trying to make herself look big, so her arm, of course, separates like it would. <laughs> but then her head comes off. It's like, since when did you have a rocket neck? <laughs> mm. Granted, I can accept Merlin's magic as being, oh yeah, we can pull this out of nowhere and it makes sense. That's fine. Wizard did it is a, is an entire concept for why weird stuff happens, and we have the wizard in the film who's doing it. So yes. it's ex- it's explained. It makes sense. But that was the side. Granted, I know the the magic made her mm-hmm. or transformed her technically from the satellite to this. Sure. So maybe I can accept it, but eh, I'm having to rationalize too much. And then there's the dog. <laughs> the dog. Granted, I like the dog. Yeah, dog's cool. But he comes. First off, he shows up out of nowhere. You don't even know there's a dog in that apartment mm-hmm. until Kyung talks to it and it turns around. And it's not even a animated in the shape styles the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's not. The dog is like 
He's like, he stands out like no one's business. He's, 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 he's not crudely drawn. No, he's I not. I don't have a good way to explain it, but it's like those... Uh, it's kind of like those crudely drawn animated things. He's drawn well, but mm-hmm. he's got that kind of look to it. Agreed. Like, uh, honestly, he kind of looks like uh, Courage. The cowardly dog. He does in a way. Different, obviously, but that kind of art style mm-hmm. thrown into this Ghibli-esque world. Yeah. And then it's like the dog obviously is intelligent. Mm-hmm. Granted. Probably more dog. intelligent than human. Almost very much so. And and the dog, I think, even walks around on two legs. It does. It's like, is nobody <laughs> seeing this? This is a Ghibli-esque world where as far as we know, the animals are normal. Is this a human that got turned into an animal? Is is, is If this... it is, I need explanations. <laughs> Please, thank you. Why isn't Merlin trying to help him? Why is he only helping milk cow? And why can the dog not speak if he's a human that got turned into an animal? Why is he mute? Or is he just a dog that we decided to go full cartoon on him? Probably. Probably the latter. I'm not, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like that he's there. He's funny to watch. He's like he some is. of the brightest spots. In some Agreed. Of the Especially Agreed. when he is driving that oh car my gosh, in the Merlin. chase away from the, uh, from the hunter. In the incinerator. In the incinerator, that is, he does a great job there, and I and I love how Merlin is even making fun of his driving. It's like <laughs> he's a dog; he's not supposed to drive <laughs> in this world. Thank you, Merlin. <laughs> it's like it, it comes off. It's it's weird. Agreed, it is weird. I like it. I like all the other cha- the, the stuff mm-hmm. they did with the girl. I just hate that the way we learn this mm-hmm. is that the scene happens. They needed something to happen mm-hmm. and it just happens with no world building to tell you why it's happening. True. No world building anyone in this, you would go into it and all you get is, Oh, this is an earth like world. Merlin existed. He's that's like, okay. So magic exists mm-hmm. Get that, uh, emotional trauma somehow turns humans into animals but yet nobody knows this okay people go that. That there's a random reason. incinerator running around the countryside that is not making it on the news mm-hmm. okay is he invisible i can kind of work with it is this a spiritual thing mm-hmm. you need to tell me something yeah and no it's just it's all happening oh and somehow the most un out of everything i just said the most unbelievable part of this okay Kit Set One as a satellite could hear him playing that song from space. <laughs> he's not even recording it. It's just he's playing it live. It's, she it's, can't. There's no. She shouldn't even know what he looks like because he was in a building. Or was he outside? He was in the building in that first shot. That's right. He was. Oh my. There was another yeah. shot that she saw him where he was outside. That's right, maybe that's that. Right. But at the same time, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. At the same time this is a 1992 satellite yeah it, I, did, we had 480 cameras it's in space it's 2000 miles away they did not get that good a picture of this kid <laughs> on this stupid satellite you're going to be lucky to get the outline of korea and to see that the, there's the difference between north korea and south korea at night oh my gosh Some of this I like, don't get me wrong, but when you start adding it up, it's like, makes no sense. Logic. Yeah. Where did you go? <laughs> I don't mind you doing all this stuff. Do not get me wrong. I need a logical framework <laughs> that on why all this can happen. 
ma- just saying magic and a wizard did it and that only covers so much yes. in this movie agreed. because there's actually a wizard who's doing it and yes. he can't do be doing all of it yes agreed the witch ain't helping him that much is obvious because this is like a witch from like uh howl's movie castle where they yes. don't freaking yes. do anything <laughs> except turn girls into old women yeah or in this case take cows to pastures where they can't turn into human again huh anyone okay yeah exactly anyway what the frack <laughs> third dislike jake second dislike jake. second dislike thank you my second dislike is exactly drew's <laughs> explanation anyone this doesn't make any sense to you anyone this this movie it's just like what in the world it's like like you talked about like every point you just hit was straight on the hoof with this movie it it doesn't it doesn't explain a single bloody thing i mean it expects you to fully just buy into what's going on like i said it's a wannabe studio Stuff ghibli happens mm-hmm. and you must accept it you must fully accept it what's the, going on this, okay this was a problem i had the first time i watched spirited away because i really didn't know what i was looking mm-hmm. at but the more i've watched spirited away the more i see the logical underlinings yeah this is the second time i've seen this film i can tell you there is not a logical point no from a to b to c no to a. there's, there's not. no framework in this no stuff just happens granite I'm fine with that under most circumstances. Right. You're going to ask me to make a critical opinion about this. Yeah. That is a problem. Yeah. There's me like there's kids that be like, she gets transformed into a human, a girl, a girl, human who's metal. And that's fluctuates throughout the entire movie to the point where she's just a human with a metal arm. Uh, That last scene is just, I can maybe kind of go with, Oh, now that uh, Mm -hmm. she realizes she's, she's in love. She's, become human so much that the magic has somehow made her less rockety and yeah, more human more but yet she fleshy. still has her rocket powers yeah and she can still pop her head off okay. here, here here's the one thing that still blo- okay you have the incinerator like no no explanation no explanation, no explanation no whatsoever what the incinerator is be like like you could probably go you could philosophize about this for an hour probably right. About how it's just really like it just consumes things that have lost their lost their will you to can, live or something you like can that. Rationalize that everything about to it. heck and back. Yes, but it still makes no sense. But it's still just like oh, it's an incinerator that eats things. It's like if it's eat, why an incinerator? Why is it not like a grill? Why is it not making delicious burgers <laughs> out of milk cow? That would have made more sense. That would have made a ton more sense. <laughs> Anyways, zebra burgers. Can you imagine it? Sausage. The witch of the north could be giving us bacon. Oh my gosh, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. I really hope those of y'all are popping, y'all. I really hope those of you in the Twitch chat have been doing a good job of uh, clipping these. Thank you. If not, I'm going to have to go back there and do it myself oh my gosh so like yeah you have the, the villains of this movie they're like the incinerator there's no explanation for who he is what his his motivation is why he's here 
be like, apparently he wants to roast cow, apparently. Or zebra. He's just trying to oh, consume whatever. the animals, and apparently he's making his way into the city. Mm-hmm. And Where no one else been? can see this. And no one else can see this. Where has he been this whole time? Yeah. And why, if, if, the, if people are turning into animals here as much as they were in the country, why isn't there another incinerator here? Yeah. Why is there only one that's doing all this? Surely if this is a real problem, there would be more of them. Yeah. And then you go into Hunter, his character. <laughs> yeah. Those two guys, those two goobers. Makes no sense. Be like, okay, I understand. You, you want to talk about magic? Yeah. That guy can jump in and out of everything. Yeah. He's got this teleportation thing. It's never explained. It's like, it's okay. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting with baby breath to find this explanation. It's never given. And That's, it drives me nuts. That guy has more magic than Merlin. Merlin, does. exactly. <laughs> why, why don't you put him against Merlin and have a really, really cool win. epic fight? Like all he's gonna do is put his plunger on Merlin. Merlin's gone. <laughs> and that plunger, it's like, what in the world? Is it magically enhanced? What's going on here? And I would like to point out that the only reason we all, I, I continue to say they are sucking out their livers. Yeah. Is because that's what they said they were, that, that what that thing was in the movie. Yeah. I'm looking at it going, is that a heart? Is that a stomach? Yeah. Is that just an amorphous blob because you couldn't bother to draw it? Yeah. It could be a liver. I don't know. It looks kind of like a liver. It's got a similar shape. Right. It's got the color. But it's there, got it can be eyes anything. and a mouth, so exactly. it could be alive. So what is it? Be like the liver that is somehow the maybe it's a South Korean thing. I don't know. It could be a cultural thing that I don't get. Yeah, I'll there again, that. like there again, those people in our our audience and those who are listening, be like, if you know anything about South Korean culture, please let us know because apparently we just don't know. I I will admit that is something I don't know about, but. Everything else is still an actual issue. <laughs> yes. Be like, you know, like I said before, explanation. Anybody. A Studio Ghibli movie. It's like, oh, Ellie, even if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Even the stuff that Disney didn't do and try to add like a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff that they really didn't need to. Mm -hmm. It at least implies a lot when you're watching it. Yes. This just gave nothing. Yep. It's just like, oh, you're in a scene. There's a cow. Oh, my gosh. He's talking to you. Yes. He does. He, he assumes you know he used to be human. Oh, and there's a satellite too, and she's gonna fall in love with him. Yes, the satellite's a girl. Yeah, just got to buy into it. And accept this is it. One. Accept it. Oh, and uh, you see this roll of toilet paper? That's a character. <laughs> That's a he's a wizard. He's not just a wizard. He's Merlin, the Ooh. magician who helped King Arthur in Arthurian legend. <laughs> and apparently, he's a piece of toilet paper. Who? Because he fell asleep. This is this is the only explanation of uh -huh. anything we get in the whole movie. He fell asleep in a tree because Merlin did sleep in tree. Yeah, he, sleep in tree because he's part fairy. Yes, or he's fully fairy. I don't remember. Or which. demon depends on what lore. Either way, so he could fall asleep in trees, and it kind of makes sense that if that tree got cut up into toilet paper, he would then be in the toilet paper at the end of it. And I'm still sitting there going, "You could have left the tree." Right? Yeah. You can't leave the toilet paper? What in that process of manufacturing toilet paper stuck you in that position forever and ever? Amen. Yeah, this, uh, again, was explanation, it please. Was it, was it the uh, the uh, the quilting method? <laughs> Did it stitch you Was it double-plied? <laughs> Is it because it was four-ply? 
You're not kidding. You're not kidding. There's, oh my God. There's no explanation. No, he can't there's not explanation. Like we like again, we can philosophize and stretch everything out beyond belief. It's like some people, like Drew said one point, uh, explaining something in college because you're doing digital uh, graphic design, and you're just to you're just. I just want that much. Yeah, there's give me something. <laughs> nothing. Give me, give me BS. Yeah, give me BS. You're not even giving me BS. You're just yeah. like this happened. Deal with it. Do something. Pull a Julia. Like, pull a pull a studio uh, studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Thank you very much. Pull a studio Ghibli and just be like, okay, this is the world, and just let us know what's going on. This is like, nope, we're giving you nothing. So yeah, that's bear my, in mind. I like this film. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> This is my number second dislike. Second dislike. My third dislike. The scenes. Uh-huh. Exactly. Start. What the frack? And then end. And then we go to another scene. scene. It's not that we're looking at skits or edited together episodes that were kind of exactly. rushed Exactly. This is like how the movie is made. Yeah. And it's like, you can't even tell me you can't look at this and tell me how long much time even passed no from the beginning to the end of the film no on one hand, it looks like it has to be at least a year i feel like for that relationship Wilbur. really no. to make sense that relationship makes sense it looks like it had to have made it happen it took at least a year because if you go by what look the actual amount of t- time mm. that kind of also looks like had to have been within like five days yes and yet also bear in mind this satellite Bear in mind, 1992. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of processing power mm-hmm. on a satellite yep. of this uh, that's just designed to capture video and apparently audio. I don't know how capturing the audio mm-hmm. helps, but that is actually listed on the Wikipedia article yeah. for the actual kits that one. I don't know how you do that, but whatever. Yeah. And then broadcast it to a place on Earth. Because honestly, from what I researched on kits that one itself, mm-hmm. The entire purpose of the satellite was to teach South Korea how to build satellites. They serious? had to launch it because because they'd never done it before. They were you know doing so, so they had a basic as basic a mission as they could get. Yeah, film South the peninsula of Korea. Yeah, there's two reasons you film the peninsula of Korea, especially if you're South Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're either a really curious about your own people. Yeah. Or B, you're worried about your neighbors to the north. <laughs> a little. I a suspect little. it's the second. So I suspect yeah. there was also a lot of uh, classified information about what was actually going on with Kitsat 1. Oh, that would have made a better story. That would have made a much better, better story. story. <laughs> have the incinerator come from North Korea. Yeah. Or at least as part of the government trying to have track down the hunters be working for Thank North you. Korea. And it's, and it's capturing these animals to shove them across there to work for the communists better movie already <laughs> but no that's not what happened nope we got this instead which uh, this is fine it's fine for the most part for the most part you're not kidding for the most it's part like... <laughs> but the actual kids that one that's back back to yes. my point back to it was primarily from what i could tell they didn't they never said this but this is what kind of how it feels it was mm-hmm. implied because there was a lot of learning process mm-hmm. in the building of the satellite even though they were working with other companies or people who had built satellites and had them up there you know but a lot of this was like we're getting south korean space program started with the launch yeah. of kits that one yeah kits that one was basically their sputnik 
Okay, it makes sense. That's the best way I know how to explain it. Yeah. Or at least from what I could tell. Okay. So yeah, and it, it did get a nickname. Mm-hmm. Which I I have tried I tried translating it, but I think that's where the term Leho came from. The other name he calls her. Leho. Leho. It's I think I, I say think because the other the nickname they give that translates into our star. Mm. But when I put Leho into Google Translate to try and get it to go and back and forth or try to get our our star to mm-hmm. tra- to translate back into Korean and so I could hear Google Translate try to yeah. say it. It never said Leho. Mm. And the only ironically, the only reason I got that far and figured out that must be what that meant was I was looking up some other satellites and for some reason on on some list it was listing like some of the known North Korean satellites. Yeah. They all have Ho in part of their name. Mm-hmm. And they translate to star. So that's how I made that connection. Okay. Fair. It's like North Star Satellite, South Star, stuff like that. Okay. Nothing, the stuff we, that is actually known. Okay. But I, I don't even remember where I found it because I was like, I was just looking, trying to come up with something. Right. And so I think that's what Leho meant. Okay. The one time he calls her that mm-hmm. out of flipping nowhere. Yeah. No explanation. It's like, why didn't you just call her kids set one? I get that probably in the original mm-hmm. script. Yeah. That's what he called her in that scene. And maybe the person who was writing, uh, I don't remember her name, but maybe the script writer for the English version just left that part in there. Yeah. Thinking, oh, that's her name. That's, that's another word for her name. Cause it is. Cause I mean, they, they even switch back and forth between milk cow and Kyung Chun mm. all the time. Okay. It's like, pick one, please. Thank you. Just call him Milk Cow. I don't need to know his Marr. real name. I really don't need to know his real mm-hmm. name. You didn't give the witch a real name. Why no. do I need to know his real name? Because he's a real boy. And just call her Kit Set One or Cat One. She already has a nickname. It's Cat One. <laughs> I think I already know what the album art's going to be, and it's going to be funny. I'm just saying that none of that was even on my thing but there my because my dislike i'm trying to point out is how it just goes from scene to scene to scene mm-hmm. with no transition mm-hmm. which leads to the fact that you can't tell how much time has passed no even in a relative sense i don't need to know absolute time of course i just need to give a general idea that a set amount of time has passed mm-hmm. and i can't tell you what give you an idea what that set t- amount of time is here Okay. It's just Fair. time passed, and I have no idea how much or if it was enough to even do anything. Okay. Because scenes just start and stop, and they act like, oh, yeah, life happened in between here. We didn't talk about it because mm-hmm. it wasn't an important scene. No. Okay, fine. You could have done something to give me an idea. I mean, how did she get all the way to... What I'm assuming was the Korean Institute of Technology to find out that there are other kit satellites mm-hmm. and back. How did you know how to get there? You're a satellite. You don't have GPS. You're, the, the, yeah. It'd be Tom Tom. You get lost. <laughs> how did you know how to get there? You didn't have the address. You should ET phone home. I get that part. Right. I understand why she was trying to make communication. I've seen Star Trek the Motion Picture. I get it. Major. <laughs> Major. My gosh. 
Kitsat One is V'ger confirmed. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> You're not kidding. She ah! is trying to get with. Oh my. To touch the creator in a way. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> the way V'ger was. Oh my gosh. Except this creator You're is, is a milk head. cow. <laughs> Either way, the fact that we just, it, there's just so much, and like, uh-huh. no, you get points A, B, C, and D, but no way to know how you got between those. Yes. I guess is what I'm trying to get. Yes. The scenes make sense uh-huh. by themselves, mm-hmm. but how we got from scene A to scene B does mm-hmm. not, is what yes. I'm trying to say. Wow. Anyway, what is your third dislike? The exact same thing. <laughs> To to give an explanation, they set up the scene perfectly, and there's no resolution to it whatsoever. Here's the scene. So we have uh the the wicked the witch of the west or east north witch of the, witch north, of the north be like meets Which tells me she's meets cowboy meets you know cowboy whatever his name is milk cow milk cow moves milk cow milk milk cow. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, uh, no, we don't need even more of that. Thank you very much. So, you're welcome. <laughs> so, there's the scene where they they meet in the playground. They meet in the playground, and so he says, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know," because he's a little whiny baby character. So and he's a t- he's a barely barely adult yeah i agree he's not he's not a high school student but he's not a teenager anymore true he's a teenager but he's not a high school student right 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 understand understand he's 19 he's 19 and and apparently he was in the runner-up for some tv show american idol kind of thing but i can see that i can see that but um and and he's probably was a good guitar good piano pianist probably Pianist. pianist so the scene the scene setting up it'd be like he's meeting the witch and he says, no, I, I really don't want to do this. Be like, I, I've got too much to live for kind of thing. And she walks off and this little girl sees and be like, oh, cow. And he picks the girl up. And my first thought is, like, why are you picking this child up? You're a cow. It's so a walks so over. So confused. Like, what the heck? And like the, the, the citizens go crazy. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's a cow. It's a mute. We got to get rid of it. I'm thinking like. Oh my gosh, we're gonna do really cool, like you know, yes. character growth and development, and put social norms in here. This sounds great. And then Satellite Girl shows up, just blows the cop away. Yeah, and just be like, and they just walk off, and that's the end of the scene. In the scene, nothing. There's no resolution to this scene whatsoever. And throughout the entire film, it's like that. The the two they better finally yet. better yet, the scene where they happen to run into each other on their way home, mm-hmm. but for some reason they're going different directions. Yeah. Makes no sense. Whatever. Yeah. Um, at some point in all that, she ends up, no, I remember she is trying to fly back home. That's yeah. what it was. And he is walking because that's all he can do. He's a cow. And she head dives into the ground, oh my gosh. face plants mm-hmm. in front of him. His power, her power Bear is mind, He has turned it back into cow at this point because it's raining. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her, goes, and she's, and she goes, uh, hi, Kyung Chen. He goes, hi. And he just keeps walking past because he's obviously pissed. Yeah. Says, he comes back and just, he, he acts like he's going to pick her up out of the dirt to be the, be the next guy. Cause he knows she has to get home too. Mm-hmm. She can't, if she's, and she can't stay out and all this, but then he doesn't, he just walks back off. It's like, 
You're going to leave her out here? What kind of an idiot are you? A bit of an idiot. Because, and I'm not just talking about mm-hmm. because he's being a jerk. Yeah. He's being a jerk. Don't get me wrong. That's not the main problem I have with this. She's a freaking satellite girl. She is a robot girl who, if the wrong people find her, and I don't mean the hunters. I mean the Korean version of the F- of the FBI. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong people find it her. Go They're going to find there. Oh, oh, look. It's like if you actually stole from somebody else, then just, oh, we got hunters who could steal livers. Okay. The, and the hunters don't even know if they if the animal can live without the liver. No. We don't even see the zebra what happened to the zebra after all, 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 all we see is like there again the animation of the movie is choppy as can be but it's choppy in a good it, way in a good way it's like chopping it's, out a liver it's not a good process it's but just, it's okay with, with with all the other ex- okay if the story is not going to tell us yeah then we need at least mm-hmm. through the animation true see what's going on yes they don't give you that because no. once once the, the only other the only animal we see they steal the liver from yeah is that zebra yeah and after he steals after after he takes the liver out of the guy uh-huh. we never see the zebra again no we not even in no that confirmation scene. whatsoever you see him pull the liver out and the and this the zebra might as well at that point just teleported somewhere else yeah because we don't even in that scene see the zebra anymore yeah because the camera's facing away from him so it's and we're like is this obviously you're implying that the stealing of the livers is a bad thing, but and of course they don't care because they just want money. That's yeah. why they're the bad guys. Of course, it's not even good bad guys. Um, <laughs> but we don't even know what the actual issue is with them stealing the livers because, granted, that's bad. But why is it bad? Is it going to kill him? Mm-hmm. We can see no evidence of this. Yes. Is it going to make, is it going to be some weird Asian thing where that's controlling like his humors and it makes him downtrodden and depressed? Well, he's a zebra. Obviously he's had some kind of emotional heartache at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is just going to make it worse, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's that explanation they start giving with, wait, why do the guy, why do these rich guys want to eat, uh, eat livers and such? Oh, they think it'll make them human again. What? What? You say that and then you do nothing with it. Nothing. Nothing. Like make have a scene where like the this this rich person buys the liver, like maybe they're a cow or whatever. Me like and this right. something. Give me yeah. something. Let me grab something to hold on to for bring me back to the There's movie. So much of the song. And Grant, I like this film. I have to keep saying that because I've kind of kicked it to the curb. I like this movie. I like this movie. I like this, I like this movie. movie. But I, these are issues that we have to talk about. Yes. I do like this film, but because I like it for its weirdness. Mm. But the like I said, the problem is I need, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I need a logical framework for the weirdness to work. And there is none. And there's not any. The weirdness still works by itself if you were watching it on a scene by scene basis. Yeah. And there is a story. Yeah, there is a story somewhere odd story but it's there yeah but there's like no framework to get you from point a to point mm-hmm. b agreed anyway you have so, anything else to add no just again give me context what's going on something that's all i ask 
That's it. I'm actually rating this a 6.5. Wow. Okay. I do like the film, as I've said a hundred times <laughs> already. You, you've had to tell yourself over and over and over again. Right. After but, like I said, from a movie making standpoint, yes. From a quality of filmmaking standpoint, mm-hmm. from just a storytelling standpoint, there's a lot to knock off. Yeah. I enjoy it for its chaos, for its strangeness, for its com- comedy. Yeah. In a lot of cases. Right. But as a story, as something I, I, I would suggest this for someone that's like, do you want to just watch something stupid? Yeah. I would gladly uh, um, give this to someone that's like, do you want a stupid love story that really doesn't make any sense? Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll watch that. It's like, here you go. Satellite girl and milk cow. She's a satellite. He's a cow. Yes, the milk cow. Kind of no, they're not. Saying, giving there's no social commentary on the fact that he is a milk bearing cow don't go thinking that <laughs> it's just they are have fun they're gonna fall in love with the end of it that's not a spoiler you know it by looking at the cover say la vie 6.5 mm-hmm. because the story needed fleshing out that's what it comes down to the story needs fleshing out yes agreed Oh my god what's your rating on this my rating would be i, I am so uh, i'm gonna oh my gosh i don't know 4.5 i, 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 I like, actually expected lower <laughs> I, i'd be like i'm not gonna say this is a I mean, cal- this is not bad movie month no uh, this is not bad movie bad. month no uh, but yeah i expect you to have rated the slower no no it'd be like five. to to give the movie credit or credit what is credit due it, it is trying to be it is trying so hard so hard to be a studio ghibli film trying to be and it fails in so many aspects the story makes no sense we're giving no context to whatever the story is trying to tell us be like our like our pastor says context is key mm-hmm and this movie gives us nothing like a studio Ghibli film is going to give you a little context through storytelling, through visuals. This movie gives you nothing. And it drove me nuts the entire movie. I'm like, what? Definitely the, the, uh, the, the milking scene was like, what? I already mentioned all the problems yes, with that scene. You did. I agree. I agree. It's terrible. It's like, what the world is going on here? Like, I just that scene, that scene will make you lactose intolerant. Yes, it will. Oh my gosh. Ah, either or. So yeah, 4.5. Like I, I really didn't like this film. I, I appreciate what they, they're trying to do in this film, but it's just not working for me. So it's a 4.5. You can go watch it. You can go rent it on YouTube for $1.99 and go watch it for yourself. If you've never seen it, go watch it. Make your own opinion. Be like, you might watch this. Like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. We might fight you on it, but it's your opinion. So go watch it for yourself. Always go. Always watch go watch yourself. it for yourself. Be like, we're hey. just two idiots on the internet to- who like to talk about our opinions. Exactly. Go form your own. Yeah, go form your opinion. Don't and, and don't- talk about it in, in our Facebook uh, group because that's exactly. the entire purpose of it. Exactly. Go talk to us. We want to have fun with y'all. Yeah, have a have a conversation about it. Start a conversation. Would you like to know what our next movie we're reviewing is, Jacob? Yes. Pinocchio. Pinocchio, the original? No, we already reviewed the original. That's right, we did. And we reviewed the live... We, we reacted to the to live the, action. To the live action of that So movie. we are reviewing... A stop-motion film. Yes. 
from that came Guillermo, out last year. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, my neighbor to Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I love that. So, so, so we're, yeah, we're, join us next week for that. I'm going to uh, hit the uh, the the intermission bumpers, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what we watched, some news, mm-hmm. and then X Men. Yes. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They are not just a podcast. They are an entire network of shows, podcasts, and YouTube videos that are designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional. There is their podcast, Com Talk. There's another podcast where they read books, allegedly. There's also another podcast where uh, they look through the Gundam Watch. And uh, if you're into, if you like movies, just like we do, you can check out them reviewing bad movies over at the bottom shelf. So uh, you can find all their content and more uh, at uh, geekdevotions.com. The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons. Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, PaulJPowers.com, and Melanie Dubois. To get your name on the show, plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast, plus reviews and special art from Jacob, please donate to us on Patreon. Dila, did your voice change for the Patreon shoutouts? It did. Oh, that, that that's because you were you, you had to temporarily use an older uh, sound uh, chip, uh, voice chip. I, I see. Mm. Uh, and you didn't want to re-record everything. Okay, I understand. Got it. Wanted to double check on that because it got sounded you. odd for a second there, but yeah, a little. Anyway, uh, you ready to jump into what we've been watching? Sure. Then uh, I'll let me go ahead and ask you that question. What have you been watching? All right. So what have I been watching? So I started, I, I watched this show, a couple, this movie, the movie we just, re, just reviewed. Um, and then it was like, I, I found this one. It's it's something new on uh, Disney plus and it's called Egypt with the greatest explore with the greatest explorer. It's on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, Ray Fiennes is right. Yes. I know who Ray Fiennes okay, is. Okay. So his younger brother, is also an actor. Uh Jonathan, I think Jonathan, I think. Yeah. Is he's also an actor. But also they have a very famous cousin who is Sir Ranson Fines. Apparently he's the one of the world's the the world's the he's the 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 best known world's living explorer. Like the man's been everywhere, mm-hmm. and so apparently he like these two got together and did a little adventure, and they're going throughout all of Egypt, all of Egypt, going down the Nile, visiting the pyramids, and all these amazing things. And it's really really cool to see these two people who really have, I've never met, and uh, I thought it was really fascinating. And I watched that and I was like, wow, that was pretty good. That was really really good, and uh, and so 
watch that. It's on Disney Plus. I think it's like four episodes, four episodes. It's mm-hmm. really, really good. It's part uh the National Geographic. It's really good. Highly recommend it. And then I I know I, I this this show has been out for a little while. So I saw it and I was like, you know what? This is pretty interesting artwork. I mean, like it's actually a Marvel cartoon. Oh yes. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, that just started back. That started up for the first time. Like, yeah. The comic book's been out a while. But... Yeah. Be like, I, I think the show's been out for like a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I watched. For a the... second there, I thought you were talking about something that's been out for years that you just never got around to. Yeah. No, be like, I, I watched it. I was like, I, I love the, the the artwork they have for the cover. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of interesting. And um, it's the, the animation is it's good it's 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 more it's very much modern animation uh today and the the characters are flat like flat flat it's just pancakes. i mean that's the style that's the style of animation uh i i have the interesting how they layer the characters or how they make them look more dimensional is interesting uh how moon girl moon girl becomes moon girl and she brings a dinosaur back through a portal that she is apparently the setup is is that this little girl he's 13 apparently a genius in her own grade is trying to help her community out because apparently they keep running into power outages so she thinks if she can crack this code she can you know have sustaining power to mm-hmm. her neighborhood for her family's roller rink can stay open so it turns out it's a super villain who's stealing the power and in the course of discovering to what this energy source is it's a portal and this big red dinosaur comes through so yeah moon girl and i just had the name devil devil dinosaur dinosaur, also also known as just devil and uh it's it's interesting it's very it's very cute it's very whimsical uh, it's got an interesting premise to be like, I haven't finished the first one yet. Cause I had to come over here, but I was like, it's not bad. It's not my style of animation, but it's, it's really interesting storytelling and it's very, 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 very modern. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I watched that. I was, I was very intrigued by it and I was like, okay, so yeah, that's something I've watched. What about you? That's all you watched. Is there anything else I've watched that I don't remember? I don't know what you watch. I just thought that's one. You said two things. Yeah, two things. Okay, it's very fun. Now I've got a couple things. Hmm? I have a couple things. Ah, so what have you been watching? Well, as you know, I was kind of binging through Power Rangers Turbo. Yes, we I, don't talk about Turbo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did finish Turbo. You did. That ending. Okay, I know you've been watching through Power Rangers in space. Yes. Did you back up to chase into space? To no. See no, but I, rem- I remember have- why they... <laughs> right. Because, I, I, honestly, if you're going to go into Power Rangers in space, that two-parter opening mm-hmm. really is a four-parter. <laughs> yeah. With the other two being the season finale I, I of, of Power Rangers Turbo. Yeah. I'll because, be- good night, that way that ends just like, Oh my goodness! This is awesome and epic and amazing. Yes, they're no, they're destroying the command center. They destroyed Zordon's tube, even though Dimitri had been inhabiting it for the last year. Right. 
Demetria. Hate you, Demetria. <laughs> I really do hate Demetria. She's a bad mentor, okay? The power trip guys agree with me. Okay. <laughs> she she only will answer your questions with another question because that's apparently how their language works. Mm. <laughs> Except halfway through it, they get the writers gave up on that and just had her just talk. Oh my god. But gosh. still, yeah. And of course, it's played by the same person who played Diva Talks in the first half. Because the Diva Talks from the movie mm. had to go on paternity leave. Right. She came back for the second half, and she's a much the the, the, the Hillary something Turner. Mm-hmm. Can't think of her full name. Sorry. Yeah. She's a much better Diva Talks. Okay. To the fact that she's just chewing on the scenery half the time. Okay. Fair. Did that she's it, it's, it's like um, Ivanu's kind of. Oh yeah. Except yeah, yeah. girl, lady in a sexy bodice and you know right you've been watching astronomer that doesn't count (laughs) (laughs) granted astronomer looks better but still (laughs) uh (laughs) but the whole part where where she's just such a good character in the second half yeah honestly the uh the power transfer where the last of the old rangers finally mm-hmm. retires yeah and we get a they, they restart it with a whole new team basically mm-hmm. really it feels like that is the season finale for season one of power rangers turbo mm. if we were cutting this up like a neo saban season yeah <laughs> and then the second season is so much better because they are leaning into the comedy mm. they because the first season they're, they're trying to do this whole we're growing up we're becoming adults Mm-hmm. That kind of story is good, but at the same time, you're pairing it with a parody and a, a Sentai. <laughs> and you just get tired of Diva Talks throwing detonators at everybody. Right. Which is ironic because they blow up this command center at the end of the script. Second time they blew up the command center, but this time it's permanent. <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, it, and of course, do you know who is the person who actually destroys the tube that Zordon hung out in? I don't remember. Elgar, the idiot, is the one who destroys... That's right. The power tube. That's right, he does. Oh my gosh. It's like... Why? Okay, that's still kind of cool, but it's like, eh, I'd rather it have been Porto or... uh, What's his name? What's his name? I don't remember the Power Rangers name because I and that because he as as a Power Rangers villain character, he has no personality and no character. I know his Sentai counterpart, his Sentai counterpart, because I've been watching that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sentai Car Ranger. Mm-hmm. He is uh President Gynamo, the actual leader of the villains. Right. So I know him as Gynamo. I don't know him as whatever his Power Rangers adapt version is. Uh but that is car ranger i'll go ahead and make that transition car ranger is such a different show um it is it is a parody but it's like they make this it's like okay you know how every season they have to have an excuse why the monsters grow yes in car ranger in in turbo she shot these torpedoes at Mm -hmm. somehow made them grow yes in car ranger they 
by a certain type of oh sweet potato dessert. Me I, didn't, I didn't talk about this because i did start yeah. it but i had to restart it when, yeah after turbo that somehow makes them grow but if they but they have to buy it from this one restaurant my or stand or whatever yeah because if they buy the uh convenience store stuff mm-hmm. it makes them shrink too weird because it's uh even though it's not, you know, expired per se, it's not fresh. Oh, uh, okay. It has to be fresh in order to make them grow. Otherwise, they shrink. Hmm. Uh, there's okay. You can actually see this in the turbo footage. Yeah. But when they are first forming the turbo megazord in in the Sentai, I can't remember what yeah. the Car Ranger name is. Oh, RV Robo. I remember now. You want to know what RV Robo, the RV and RV Robo stands for? No. Ranger vehicle. It just stands for it Ranger, just stands for Ranger vehicle. vehicle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, they have a, you know, in turbo when they're doing this for the first time, they actually have to work at it. Cause they've, it's almost like they're having to connect them all manually. Yeah. Whereas like in all the other ones, it's like they hit a button and all the, mach- all the big giant robots come together in an automatic fashion. Mm-hmm. They have to do that because the car rangers had to do it manually. And uh, there's a part in there where the red ranger is getting chased by uh, Elgar in turbo, but he's Zelmoda in sent in the car ranger. Okay. And he's in Zelmoda is keeping him from, you know, being able to make the jump so he can, you know, form the head of this Megazord. Right. Basically. And uh, the Red Ranger, Red Red Racer, that's his name in Sentai, Red Racer, is trying to figure out a good way to distract him. So he pulls out the Zord's instructional manual. Now, granted, Tommy did this too. Okay. And I don't, and it's stupid that Tommy did it because Tommy is an experienced veteran ranger. Mm -hmm. Let TJ do it. He was new. But no, they had Tommy do it. (laughs) But in... Car and Red Racer, it makes sense because this was the first time they'd ever actually formed RV Robo. And Zomoda is stopping him from it. And so he says, Oh, if, uh, in, in emergencies, press this button. So he presses this button. The Zord splits to show the head, and the head spooks Elgar or Zomoda, but the head speaks. It says, uh, It says something to the effect of, uh, do not get distracted while driving. And then that somehow causes Zomoda to s- swerve off the mountain. They were, or off the cliffside, they were racing alongside, which allows, you know, him to actually make the jump into, you know, into the mm-hmm. robo. It's like, that's both funny and stupid. And I like it. You know what that reminds me? It's stupid in, and when Turbo has to use it. Because, mm-hmm. Turbo is trying to be this more serious. It's trying to still be Zeo, basically, yeah. but with cars. Yeah. But Car Ranger starts off, it's like one of the first lines we hear from the Car Ranger t- group is, we can't be Car Rangers. We only make 200,000 200, yen a year. They're worried about being Car Rangers because they don't get paid enough. It's like, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, could, I feel you here. I, I Dapu, they're... Um, not mentor character because he's not really. He's just the one who has access to the car magic. Mm. Yes, car magic. Car magic. Car magic. Mm. 
It's a thing. He can't get the car rangers to actually fight hmm. the, the villains because they don't want to get involved in any of this. They haven't even uh, morphed yet, basically. Hmm. And <laughs> he just, he gets hit by Zalmoda at one point, And then he just starts hamming up the acting. Like he's gotten hurt. And it's like, please. And he starts saying, all, you know, each of their names is stop the Bozok. That's the name of the villain. Hmm. the Bozok for me. And then pretends like he dies. And 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 uh, the Red Racer n- is narrating at this point. Says, and it was at that moment that we all decided that we were b- going to be bound and determined to be Car Rangers. And then they do the morphing sequence. And as soon as they're done morphing, you know what happens. <laughs> yeah. Dapu just picks us to see if you had just done what I told you to the first time. I wouldn't have had to act like that. Oh my gosh. So I, I Car look, Rangers a trip. I and can't. I haven't even gotten to the best character yet. Okay. So be like when when you said had to push a button. Had to push a button and somehow like the head separates in the space. Yeah. So the, the scene that brought to mind is when we were on Monster Island Film Bolt reviewing Power Rangers, the movie. <laughs> where I think it's Aisha, right? Yeah. It's the Yellow Ranger. I don't remember which yeah. of the Yellow Rangers it was. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, I but, think uh, Aisha, correct me if I'm wrong. The, does the 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 knee b- kick of doom <laughs> push the button and just She's, wham? She uh, <clears throat> taking care of business. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, I I will talk more about what I consider now the best character in the show, which is Signal Man. I'll talk about him next week. Okay. Because I've already been on this topic a little too long. I need to move on to a different one. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first episode of season four of Grogu and Friends. <laughs> the Mandalorian, Mandalorian season, season three. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Book of Boba Fett. Yes. I know a lot of people call it like Mandalorian 2.5. No, no, no. It's season three of a show that we haven't even officially calling this because it's all Grogu and friends, because I guarantee you when Ahsoka starts up, she's going to be involved with Grogu somehow. Probably. And that will be season seven of Grogu and friends. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I actually loved the first episode of, uh, of, of this season of Mando. It's actually a very fun episode. You get a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't want to tell you too much because I think you are st- so I've even watched season two. No, right? I've I've I have seen season two. Really all, good season. I have I, ha- season I have not seen Book of Boba Fett. Okay, definitely watch Bo- Book of Boba Fett before you watch season three. That's of Mando, the plan because that will explain why an event have is yes. is the way it is. Yes, they assume you watch the end of Book of Boba Fett before you watch this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. That I I didn't I did watch that and I enjoyed it. I also went to go see a movie last night. Really? Because you know we didn't have Bible study because that is true. Uh, a certain week there was a storm coming through. Uh-huh. When I looked at the map and thought, I have no idea why we're not meeting. That that storm is not going to come through till much later. But whatever. That's this. Mm-hmm. That was the decision. That's mm-hmm. fine. I was like, well, I got time to go watch a movie, and there's this movie that my pa- that uh. Uh, I've been thinking of going seeing that just came out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the normal kind of thing I would watch, mind you, because I don't re- normally like watching religious movies. Hmm. 
But this one, when we went to go see that concert back in December, you know, they played the trailer like three or four times before the concert really started. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so it was on my mind. So I came out. So I went and saw Jesus Revolution. Okay. How was that? Well, it it was interesting. Okay. It was actually well-made. Okay. As a movie, it's actually a well-made movie. Okay. You can tell they massaged the story, though. Mm. Because you know how... um, sometimes on these that are based on true events yeah. and stuff, it's slightly fictionalized to make it a good story. Yeah. There is that element in it, but there's also stuff like, I suspect the person who wrote this is connected to the church. This is about, I just have a strong suspicion because <laughs> they are really putting this church in a very good light, even though they are showing the, the bad things that kind of happened along with that. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually do suggest watching it because it was a good film. But bear in mind that this is a there's a lot I'm not sure about yeah. in the movie. Just kind of go into it. Don't it, it's going to in some degree it is trying to sell you something on top of Christianity because mm-hmm. it's really sharing what they were what the whole purpose of how that movement got started. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that wasn't necessary for the hippie movement and. The, the, I'm not saying the hippies didn't need Christ, obviously. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of things that it implies because 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 a lot of that a lot of the stuff that comes out is that's where contemporary Christian music got its mm-hmm. start was in yep, that. True. And there's that's a controversial topic among some churchgoers. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and there's a lot of that stuff. It never uh, says whether it's good or bad. It's just it pushes it. And the backstory on one of the characters because he was a he got into the hippie culture pretty mm-hmm. bad before he converted. Yeah. They do show like far more than you would expect one of these things to kind of show. Really? It's not like, it's not like a sex scene or anything, yeah. but they see him go hard into the drugs. Oh, okay. Like drug use is a thing in this. I got the you. kind you would normally see in like rock and roll movies. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> because if they're trying to show how deep he had fallen. Yeah. <laughs> before he, you know, got involved with this church gotcha but uh yeah basically that there's and some of the history i have looked up some of the history of what actually happened mm-hmm. and yeah they massage the story a lot mm. but uh kelsey Grammer, who plays uh the main preacher mm-hmm. uh, he actually does a very good job the, all, all the actors actually did a good job i thought it's a very well made movie so yeah. oh, okay i did see jesus revolution i thought it was good good and that's about all I've got on my list. Okay. So, Jacob, my next question for you is, what do we have in the news? The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. Why, thank you, Dealit. And while we get into the news, so to rewind a little bit back a couple of years ago during the pandemic, thank you, COVID. Uh, so we had a lot of movies get delayed. A lot of movies get delayed. Yes. And uh, some movies sadly got pushed onto streaming platforms when they should have went in the theaters. Soul, Luca, 
panda movie. Turning red. Turning red. Thank you. <laughs> I just think panda movie. Panda movie. That's not not kung fu panda. It's no, panda no, no, movie. no, 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 no. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, <laughs> I, I actually had a coworker say something about that. He's like, "No, you're wrong." But um, so uh, okay. so tanuki movie. Tanuki movie. Except okay. it wasn't a tanuki. No, it's it's a red panda. Anyway, anyways, nuance. We already did a tanuki movie. Yeah, we. Were, uh yeah <laughs> apparently in this movie i'm talking about there is a tanuki i was suit <laughs> zoot suit 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 zoot. tanuki suit a tanuki suit yes as i'm talking about the super mario bros movie ah so I see so kind of relaying in that same vein of movies being pushed back pushed forward so this movie got pushed forward got pushed forward two days two days from april 7th to april 5th this actually makes sense because that's easter weekend yeah and i remember in the before times in the before <laughs> times of COVID. before pandemic it was common yes for movies that were coming out on a holiday weekend mm -hmm. that while they were initially be announced for whatever that holiday weekend was it always came out like actually two days before mm-hmm so yeah, this is not new. It's just I think the first time we've actually heard about it since Avengers Endgame. Yeah. True. So yes, Super Mar the Super Mario Bros. movie has been pushed forward from April 7th to April 5th. Making it much easier for us to do a reaction to that film. Thank you. <laughs> we may have to miss Bible study. Maybe. Sad days. <laughs> but uh... It's like we haven't missed a few Bible studies anyway. <laughs> Not since COVID. Not since, yeah, that's true. Not since the COVID. last one we missed was Weathering with You. That is true. <laughs> because is of true. a movie we went to watch. Yes. Yes. So uh, this is more of a funny bit because there again, we've been doing this for almost five, for about five years now. So a coworker who thinks he's right and he's wrong says be like oh yeah they're like the the kung fu kung fu panda movie four is coming out this year i'm like no it's not and he's like yeah it is it's like no this movie isn't coming out until next year because it's in post-production it's in pre-production it's like no it's coming out this year it's like no it's not believe me i do news for this every stinking week believe me i wouldn't know it would be on the calendar it's not yeah it doesn't come out till march 8 2024 Thank you. So it's, I'd be like, it's just when people like, it's like when like you, you get into a realm in which I do for, you know, every week for this podcast and you're trying to the, you're trying to build up what you're trying, your, what you, the, the stuff you're trying to sling. It's like, no, you're not going to get past me because I do the news in this podcast and I know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. for the most part. So yeah, I thought that was funny. Michael. <laughs> Does Michael listen to this podcast? I don't think so, but it's funny anyway. <laughs> as long as you feel better about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, he just kept talking about it. It's like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. But it's like, you know what? I don't want to fight about this. This is dumb. <laughs> and plus they were like, uh, like, oh yeah, we're going to watch the new Transformers movie, Rise of the Beast. I'm like, eh, maybe there's a lot more better movies coming out this year than that movie. <laughs> But either way, and bear in mind, we will probably go watch that because we like Transformers. That is true. And plus, it's not a babe movie. Hey, the f my only defense 
The, the, the first last, one was good. The, okay, yeah, the first one was good. Mm-hmm. Second one was uh, third one was uh, fourth one was uh, fifth one was uh, I don't actually remember how many numbers there are. But the one <laughs> the last night the last night <laughs> is the most fun I've seen Anthony Hopkins have on screen in years. And I will say this. It was a better King Arthur movie than the other King Arthur movie that came out that year. Oh, my gosh. And the other King Arthur movie was actually set in the right time period. Oh, my gosh. But either or, so that's the news. And no, it wasn't the Green Knight. It was before all that. Oh, my gosh. I still need to watch that movie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to talk about X-Men Shink. in a particular wedding? Yes, in a particular that wedding. Amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. I don't say this enough, but Ron Wasserman for the win. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Till death do us part. <laughs> Season two, episode one of X-Men, the animated series. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the return of zombie morph. Oh my yeah, zombie morph. I didn't realize it was gonna be this fast. <laughs> yes. I was expecting him to show up like season three. It's like they didn't know for a whole year that this was going to be a a fan favorite character. That's that what I kept thinking. But no, beginning of season two, it's like, oh, it's Morph. We only had 10 episodes to miss this guy. <laughs> there was no way you could have known he was a fan favorite character in, what is this, 1992, 93? Yeah. I was trying to bring up when this episode came out. 93. In the notes. I know year is 93. I'm trying to figure out the actual date. Because we're going to start getting to where it gets the dates. Octo- get October 23rd. October 23rd. You got yeah. that up. Thank you. October 23rd, uh, 1992 uh, is when this episode came out. Yeah. Directed by Larry Houston and written by Mark Edward Edens. And the second episode was written by Michael Edens. In this episode, Gene and Scott get married. Newly elected President Kelly has freed Beast, who has been incarcerated since the attack on the government facility at the beginning of season one, and added him as part of his presidential cabinet. He did? When? I didn't see that part. 
obviously, I, I know copied he got and a pasted pardon. Yeah, he got pardoned. I saw that part. Another friend who was thought to be dead at the same incident has resurfaced, but this time he's not so friendly. With the president's newly found pro-mutant point of view, the public feels betrayed. They feel betrayed are reacting with violence. Mm-hmm. Guest cast for this includes Chris Britton as Mr. Sinister. David Himblin as Magneto. I am Magneto, Master of Magnet. <laughs> Rob Rubin as Morph. For some reason. <laughs> John Stalker as Graydon Creed. John Blackwood as Hairbag. Hairbag. Dan Hennessy as Ruckus. And Rod Wilson as Gorgeous George. <laughs> Trivia for this episode. Oh gosh. The mutant mole whose body is covered with hair and has and has glasses, but as he stated, has no powers, is seen for the first time in this episode. Oh, okay. He's the one that the guys are attacking. Yeah. For no good reason. Yeah. Morph says, making copies after spying on the X-Men mansion. This is a reference to a character on Saturday Night Live played by Rob Schneider who said that line or a version of it in an office skit. (laughs) This is the return of Morph. He was created as a throwaway character for the show, but due to his unexpected popularity by fans, he was brought back to the series in the second season. This is also the debut of Graydon Creed and the Friends of Humanity. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, If Wolverine had actually attended Cyclops and Jean's wedding, he would have smelled more if he was disguised as the minister and identified him. Yeah, but he this was too, a lot shorter episode if it he, did. He was he was pouting in the danger room, thrashing Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> when President Kelly is in the press conference talking about Beast's pardon, the judge who denies Beast's bail in Intermagneto is seen standing next to him smiling. Also, the Friends of Humanity them. mutant causes chaos in the same manner as Sabretooth did in the same episode. Mm. This may have been intentional by Creed. The imposter mutant looks similar to Sabretooth, who is the father of uh, Friends of Humanity figurehead, Graydon Creed. Mm-hmm. This is also the debut of the Nasty Boys, who work for Mr. Sinister. This being uh, Gorgeous George, the boy's field leader, Ruckus, Slab, and of course, Hairbag. <laughs> How did you know that was my name? How did you know my name? Are you making fun Fun of me? me? Yeah. (laughs) We are. Oh my gosh. Morph disguises Magneto, gives Xavier a set of coordinates at which to meet him. The second coordinate is in degrees east, but the first is in degrees southeast. Latitudes, which come first, are only given in degrees north and south. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I've got. Or, oh my uh, gosh notes on this okay uh what are your thoughts on this episode um, i absolutely love these two episodes they it like you you go from x-men animated series season one where you have be like there's a lot of build of what they're doing yeah this one just comes straight out at season it season one is also very rough in its storytelling i agree this has already like this already is what i remember mm-hmm. of x-men i was Honestly, going through season one, I was starting to feel like uh, my memories were mm-hmm. of, of the show were clouded with nostalgia. Yeah, because of how just 
well, crunchy for lack of a better term. Yeah, agree. Storytelling wasn't yeah. those 10 episodes. There were some good episodes, don't get yeah. me wrong, but it just felt like it was there's a lot of jumping around, not as yeah. bad as Milk Cow, but there was a lot of jumping around. <laughs> but this one, it's like, oh, there's like this is a well written story. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, be like the story starts also up- mag- uh the uh <sighs> The Cyclops, um, Sentinel, Cyclops, Sentinel. Yes. Combo was like, that thing looks cool. Yeah. Agreed. Scary, but cool. Yes. So like you're, you're right off the bat. Be like, you're, you're reintroduced the morph. You're introduced to sinister and be like, you get into Jean and Scott's wedding. You get in the conflict where Wolverine is still in love with Jean and, like I remember this, I was like 10, 11 years old when this show came out. Cause I remember to this day watching this in my parents' living room, watching this episode. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And one scene I was like, what in the world is going on? Cause there again, I'm 10, 11, about, I'm probably yeah. 10. I'm like 10 years old this time. I'm like, huh? And now I understand. It's like, what <laughs> did they just do <laughs> in this kid's show? Are you going to elucidate? What? <laughs> Are you going to tell us what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. So be like, you have this amazing story build up where Morph is going to be like, we don't know exactly what Sinister is doing. We know Morph is out to go to destroy the X-Men, but we understand, be like, learn later that Sinister wants Gene and Scott. Ah, yes. That, that whole scene. The creation of Cable. Yes, the whole creation of cable. Cable has already, you know, already been the created. Cables already exist. It already exists. Time travel. Time travel. Timey wimey, don't you think? Yeah, wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey. But people, it was it was more. People like, think uh, time is a constant uh, connection of. I, I'm saying it wrong. Continue. Yeah, I'll so, it up later. So when I was when I was like ten years old watching this, I am a little preteen watching this and this whole scene where sinister is explaining his 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 grand plan that he's going to be like these are the uh the the perfect genes to create the the master race of uh mutant kind for gene and scott and he pulls out this succubus thing and it's just like that scene pops up and i'm like i'm a little kid i'm like what in the world's going on and That's then not as, I, I know whatever it is That's a. Uh... Oh, what do you call those worms? It's a type of worm. Yeah, a type of worm. An, there's an actual type of worm that's got that kind of mouth, and I can't think of what it's I called. I just think succubus all the time, but it's not a succubus. Succubus is a very yeah. pretty, pretty sexy woman. Yes, I, I'm, a, I'm aware. With I'm wings. aware. Yes, I'm aware. But, like, as a kid, didn't understand it. As an adult, oh, my Land gosh. Prey. Huh? Land prey is that type of worm. Land prey. And technically, okay. it's not a worm. It's a fish, but whatever. Okay understanding is an adult now it's like what the heck are you doing <laughs> well they could I, not show oh, them obviously not get it on. Oh. So, the- obviously so you got to use this giant worm thing yes somehow we'll take scott summers's dna out and yep. then somehow also take the other stuff her, her dna out yep. and somehow make it into make a, an a orange baby. cube Norch cube, and then you'll turn it into a baby. baby. <laughs> what? 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 
I, I, I know, I know Sinister is a guy about splicing DNA and be like, right. And creating I get like, the you, perfect you could, mutant. You could test tube this and I could, I could live with it. Also, here's another fun thing. This is the first episode where they really go in on the laser guns. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't think they actually, I think they just stayed away from guns period. Yeah. Throughout most of the first season or they were, yeah. guns but they were they were they shot lasers even though they looked yeah. like real guns yeah this was like no no these are obvious laser guns these things look like they could be super soakers oh yeah yeah, yeah. one of them does the has does not even have a barrel it just has an emitter little thing sticking out there that i think uh gambit at one time is holding mm. which yeah. is also weird but yeah anyway yeah but like this show this movie is this movie show like these episodes are amazing you know like they they show this idea of like warps conflict of who be mm -hmm. like he felt abandoned and he was brought by life with sinister sinister using for his own deeds and then you get into the friends of humanity group which then you go into racism and hatred and bigotry and everything x-men's about everything x-men's about and uh it's just like you you find that like be like you yes humanity is wicked and cruel that's what the bible teaches yeah that man is wicked and desires nothing but its own you know wicked desires and the 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 lust after someone else's property or the sheer hatred of somebody mm -hmm. just and, hating because they're different yeah exactly and uh be like in this i'll be like if you want this like the, our world is so messed up right now it's not even funny i'm not no. gonna no i'm not gonna get into like really no i never would have guessed no but this, this the notion of you be like the, if you want a good example of pure hatred and bigotry this is it people who hate people and i'm to quote creed because you're because you were born yeah the simple fact that like, you were born, that means oh, yeah. for pe people like that, if we're talking Ku Klux Klan or whatever, it's simply a stupid, idiotic hatred of somebody for no reason. Except you take that's them. That's the weird thing is that this season, the, the first season, uh, they they talked about how they, the humans hate mutants and that there's this issue yeah they never but bring it they up. never really go into the why. why it's just like oh yeah you're we, we hate you because you're mutants yeah it's like this was like okay we're ripping the band-aid off by saying yeah what did i do you were born simply like, you are evil yeah very evil and now like, that i understand that this character is actually what uh sabertooth's father sabertooth's father <laughs> yeah, I, alert. I watched this episode i was thinking Boy, this guy's a jerk. I hope I don't need to know. I hope. I wonder if he's going to show back up again. Rawr. He's going to have to. <laughs> he does. I remember. So I'd be like, this. This is a prime example of where the world, our modern world, says if you don't fully accept me, you hate me, and that kind of stuff. There again, be like, if you're talking from a, a Christian standpoint, like Christ does not call us to hate anybody. We're supposed right. to love our neighbors. Love and your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, it's it's not be like you know, oh, because I disagree with you. No, be like I can disagree with everybody every day, but I'm told to love others, mm -hmm. not simply be like, oh, because I'm going to going to appease something about you that make you feel better or something like that. That's not what I'm supposed to do because Christ died for our sins. Right. And to bring us into a relationship with God, not to simply just let us run wild with our sin. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, I, I I wanted to bring that up because that's a big, big, big topic. This is the the first time they've really honed in on the why the hatred is there. Yeah, exactly. And there's which the comics they were they had that going like from episode from issue one. Yeah, but this is the first time the show has actually looked at it, and I I wonder if it's because Fox Kids back in the day mm-hmm. was a little hesitant if the show would even be successful. Of course. And you had to show at least the hatred between humanity and the mm-hmm. mutants, but it's like actually getting into why these humans hate it. I wonder if they were just kind of let's hold back. Well, if we don't want to go there yet, and then finally it's like, okay, the show's good, it's going to survive. Sure, have that scene. Yeah, yeah let's, just, but let's you go with that. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the only time. Yeah, it gets that harsh because this was something made for kids that had to be broadcast in all 50 states yeah but it's like yeah we get one and if that if this if that's all we get that's fine because that's part of the story yeah but but it's so well done so well done so well done and there's yeah there's a scene where um also i noted the uh animation yeah on this episode went up season one had good animation but that you could sell it was being like made cheap mm-hmm. and yeah this is still being made cheap because yeah this is not the cheapest it will look we know this mm-hmm. we, we we know about yeah. season five. five yeah uh not looking forward to season five no but uh um, uh the animation on this is up we're not at a point now where i'm afraid that we're gonna go to a scene and the registration of the colors is going to be off right like that one shot of the xavier mansion in season one. Oh my gosh um yes. <laughs> But I mean, this the a lot of shots from okay, with the exception of the future shots from mm-hmm. Days of Future Past, yeah, of the future cityscape of New York, yeah. Season one kind of looked like a flat cartoon, for lack of yeah. a better term. I, I don't mean that in a bad way; it just did not look like my memories of the show. Right. It looked like literally we took the 1960s comics and animated that this while it's just a little bit of upgrade in the art Mm -hmm. makes me think we are in we are animating the 1980s comics because this is holding that jim lee style a lot better yeah than season one did yeah 80s 90s whatever yeah i mean thankfully we're not getting rob liefeld nonsense but oh gosh hope we never get rob (laughs) liefeld nonsense in this show some people would have left feet and you know you wouldn't see hands Never forget, Sorry, Rob. never forget that shot of, he did of Captain America where his <laughs> yes. tired chest he goes out to here with a little bitty waist. Oh, nope, he was not. This was not a female Captain America, he didn't have those. It's just he had a huge chest <laughs> and back the, and the, the size of Brooklyn, but either for or, no apparent reason. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's, Rob it's, Liefeld couldn't draw the same image twice. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is what it is. Rob Liefeld's gotten better as an artist, I know that. But I would hope so with got, all the practice. Yes, we're not here to talk about over Rob t- Liefeld. But over time, it's like I have opinions about Rob. Liefeld. I will be forever thankful that Rob Liefeld created Deadpool because yeah. Deadpool Volume Three is like my favorite comic book series ever. Oh, okay. Specifically, so, Volume Three. Ah, uh, because that's when he's uh he's doing the whole talking to himself with the, the, yeah. with the two word balloons mm-hmm. of his thoughts. And yeah, he still gets a little dark and nasty at times, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad as, you know, the movies. Yeah. <laughs> he still like, still has to live within the Marvel universe. And right. it's not just doing his own thing. Right. But, but 
like yeah this 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 episode these episodes are so well done you have very good storytelling and it's it's telling a really good message about hatred mm -hmm. about hating others that are not like you or something like that and uh it's something that you know the war our modern world definitely needs to get you know clued in on no no they're you know, like oh because i don't share your opinion you hate me it's cancel like, no. culture is a cancel, thing yeah cancel culture is a thing so yeah there again be like it's not hate be like there, there's this idea of, like if you disagree with me or you don't uh um so what i'm looking for um except Except, you do not accept my truth yeah if you don't accept my truth you're you just you're full of hate which is completely beyond truth uh so yeah i, I thought it was a really good and very timely story mm -hmm. that needs to be told uh i i slightly disagree with what uh storm says to jubilee uh, oh storm is always being preachy about something yeah she's always being very preachy, but it was more along the lines of be like it's a there are always gonna people who fear and hate what they don't understand which is true but then there's parts of humanity who's accepting of everything it's like mm -hmm. no be like there's a middle there's a middle where the middle is more likely the middle is more likely than anything it's not everybody's going to accept you because there again we, we can't accept each other because we're you know we're not all copycats of each other but either or i'm getting off my soapbox with this one so overall, I enjoyed the mess out of this these two episodes. Definitely, when uh, Cyclops gets his, you know, finally gets, you know, the the gets his gets his visor on, <laughs> yeah. And it's like they they have been stranded on this island. They have been experimented on, and it's like Cyclops is like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Be like, I'm mm -hmm. gonna fry you, Sinister, to a crisp. <laughs> And it's just yeah. like, oh, we gotta run. It's like, it's like, run, hairbag, run. <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to talk about hairbag for a second. Talk about hairbag. who names their character hairbag. Was was this character originally from this episode, or was I, he? I, or, I, I, he's, I, I, he's probably an actual comic book character. Yeah, I mean, somewhere. <laughs> Like some probably some of our fans will be like, he's from this episode and this and this and this Hang comic. On, I'm about to tell you, here, uh, he is an Earth 616. His real name is Michael Suggs. Michael Suggs, <laughs> he was recruited by Mr. Sinister to be a member of the Nasty Boys, uh, whose sole purpose was to harass the government sponsored team X Factor. Ah, uh. during those altercations, Hairbag often fought against Wolfsbane, his opposite number. In the Nasty Boys final fight, Hairbag was captured along with teammate Slab and taken to a holding cell by X-Factor while he wait waited for his lawyer to negotiate bail. You, Hairbag, you know who and probably... Slab, Hairbag and Slab were broken out of prison by the Mutant Liberation Front and returned to the Nasty Boys shortly thereafter. You know who probably was drawing Hairbag at that time? Creators were Peter, David, and Larry Stroman. Mm. Why, Peter and Larry, did you name the character <laughs> Hairbag? I mean, granted, I'm sitting there watching this episode and Wolverine, I think. Yes. Yes, it's Wolverine. says, you're going to pay for this hair bag. <laughs> I'm thinking, I want that to be his name. <laughs> Two seconds later. Who did you know my name? Are you making fun of me? It's like. Yes. Like, I don't remember. 
that's that's Michael Edens that would have wrote yeah. that line, and I think he's become my favorite writer because I think I have to go back and look, but this might be the same guy who wrote, "I'm still plugged in." <laughs> it's like, you know what? You write a good story, but you do really good one lines that just stay with you for quite a while. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, did you know my name? Oh my gosh, we're having too much fun this episode. Yes, we are. But yes, X-Men, uh, what was it? Um, to Death so to Death Us, to us part, part 1 and 2. Which implies that this was all going to be about the wedding. Yeah. The wedding's in the beginning of it. Most of this time, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey are on their honeymoon, and they're not, and they're barely even in the first half. Yeah. Just long enough to get married. The rest of the time, we're looking at Morph, half the time with the evil eyeshadow. <laughs> Like he's been hanging around the Super Sentai Power Rangers universe. <laughs> and got it's the same thing they do when they show a character turn evil. <laughs> they get evil eyeshadow. And they do that here. <laughs> I wasn't expecting evil eyeshadow here. Because the first time he shows up, I was like, oh, Morph came back. And he looks like a zombie. <laughs> he does. He's zombie morph. I would love the idea of zombie morph. I assume zombies were, exist in the Marvel universe. Yes, they do. Outside of Marvel zombies, you know, the Something side like universe, but in right. the regular 616 universe, I assume there are zombies. Right. And I was thinking, oh, that's how they're going to bring him back in. He's going to be a zombie that's going to attack everybody. <laughs> no, he just has evil eyeshadow. <laughs> Am I watching Common Rider again? <laughs> oh, my gosh. My eyes hurt. <laughs> evil eyeshadow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the, and the thing is, that's exactly what it is because when he comes back to his normal self, he loses the evil eyeshadow. <laughs> because it happens throughout the whole thing. And you know, I can partially think is, well, maybe okay, the only way this makes sense. Right. The only way is because somehow the evil, the weird little alien bug thing that Mr. Sinister put at him yeah. is affecting his morph look, morphing look in uh when it's taking control that's why he gets that evil eye shadow and when he comes back uh when when the regular he's morph control, sleep. he just you know takes back his default form mm -hmm. which is himself without the gaunt face mm -hmm. that's the only way i can make that work because it can't if I, I that will only stay true if if you if mr sinister ever puts some of those bug things and anyone else to take control of their mind, mm -hmm. if it, unless it gives them evil eyeshadow, then this is just how Morph's ability accepted it. And the real question is, why did nobody question the fact that he looked like a zombie? <laughs> oh, I'm going to make really bad jokes and eat your brain. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, I don't know what the difference is, but uh, Morph's voice actor is better in this than he was in those first two episodes oh okay that's just my opinion okay i think he was doing a much better job as a actor in this because you can you can almost tell those first two episodes he knows he's gonna die he doesn't have to worry about establishing a character he's never gonna be back yeah and that's like oh i actually have to figure out what i was doing in the other one and then do it seriously because mm -hmm. he's actually does much better acting in this i think than he did in the first one. i agree 
I but, still like I still love Wolverine's line. I've got to help him. He's the only one that ever made, made me laugh. laugh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and they play this over and over and over again in this season. I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna be fun. And the the and thing Morpheus is a stupid name for an X-Man. I'm just saying. Because the, like there again, my first introduction to Morph was actually the comics when he appeared in Astonishing X-Men Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> Where he's like all he is like he's this like no featured white white like white character, not like skin tone white, but white mm-hmm. character. And like he's just cracking jokes and he morphs into different things. That's who I think morph, and then I see this, and it's like that's morph. This is the original morph. This is the original morph, where they got that from. Also, kudos when they show the uh the the, the scenes from you know Jean Grey and uh scott's past Mm -hmm. and they show that one shot of scott from like what would have been his first year Mm -hmm. and he's actually wearing the uh 1960s uh suit yeah yeah that was good i strongly suspect and i would need to actually go back and look i strongly suspect that might be the one shot from pride of the x-men that got on on television uh no uh those the the suit that uh, I don't think that was original animation no, for this. I, I think it was. I think I'll be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But uh, there's never a scene like that in the entire pilot because I've seen the pilot like twice. Okay. Well, that was this the only a, thing they ever made. No. So, for Pride. Yeah, because that, that suit looks more... It was very much the 80s version of him. Right. Okay. But, yeah. It just looked like that had to have been like stock footage from somewhere because the shot of Gene was stock footage from season one. Yeah but yeah but it was good they they you know they they kudos for actually showing his older suit from when he would have been the team leader of team one even though you have no idea if team one actually worked and existed and this is archangel didn't know any of the Mm x-men and he was on that first team yeah exactly but anyway yeah you have anything else to add no we finish this thing this was a great episode there again if you have not watched x-men the animated series in a long time like i haven't well mm-hmm. I, I can't say that because i started watching it we both for, started watching mm-hmm. it after they announced uh x-men 97 yeah and i think we both fell off of it before we finished season one, one. exactly <laughs> but because season one is a trip it is a trip it's a good trip yeah but it's like this is not exactly what I remember. Yeah, and Beast gets a lot of reading in. A lot of reading. Yeah, because Beast doesn't do anything in season one. Except quote Shakespeare and, you know, different, you know, he writers. Does, he does some cool things in inter, in, in the first episode, mm-hmm. first two episodes, and then he's in jail the rest of the season. It's like, you're in the opening. You have the whole title. Why are you in a jail all season? Now he's not, and it's actually doing cool, cool stuff. But so here, here's the piece was one of my other favorites from yeah. back in the day. So here's another from one. Watching the show. So watching the scene where Morph is killed, he gets blasted by two Sentinels. Then you get Beast, who's blasted by two Sentinels, and then hurled into an electrical fence, electrified, and somehow he survives. <laughs> I, I guess Morse is a, a weak character, I guess. Well, okay. This is this is a theory. Take An that X-Men for what it's worth. Theory? Maybe. Ec- a beast's ability, since it well, yeah, well, two things. A, they don't wow, they'll never go into this on the show. Mm. 
Beast is one of the few mutant mutates mm. where he has both a mutant ability mm. from the X gene, but he's also got other alterations to his body from that, like Spider-Man or something like that. Okay. There's stuff has happened to make him even worse because his regular mutant ability mm. just gave him like the uh, big hands. Well, it made him a, a strong kind of a character. Yeah. Or, I think he even turned him. He was blue and furry even in that version. No, he wasn't. Oh, that's right. Because he, he was, was just a big, he was essentially a strong man. He was strong man with you know big big hands and right, big, hands. big hands and big hands. Right. And then uh, when he got, I don't remember what it was a lab experiment of some kind. Yeah, it was, it was on him. It was Beast trying to try, cure, trying to trying to cure himself, and he wanted to turn himself right. blue. Yeah, and turn himself into a big blue hairy guy. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, he's technically because okay. For those who don't know about how how the classification of beings in the Marvel Universe works, there's five. Aliens, which is just anyone not from Earth. Mm -hmm. um, humans, mm -hmm. normal human beings. Mutants, who, people who gain their powers from the X mm -hmm. gene. Mutates, mm -hmm. people who would normally, if the mutant thing did not exist, would be called mutants because they are, yeah. they have their abilities, their, their human body has been mutated but it's not because of that one gene. Yeah. yeah. And then mutant mutates, which are both mutants and mutates at the same time. You're forgetting one. I said aliens. Wizards. That's magic. They're technically humans. <laughs> I know. Because the mutate thing has to be like something affected them that turned them. Yes, yes. I'm aware. Thing. By all technical accounts, Doctor Strange yes. and Iron Man mm -hmm. are humans. Yes. Not mutant or mutates. Yeah. There's just enhanced or aliens. Yes. Steve Rogers is just an enhanced human. So he's essentially human, but he could also be considered a mutate because his is a result of a science experiment. Yeah. And he cannot take it away by leaving it mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. But Beast is one of those rare exceptions where it's actually both mm -hmm. at one time, both mutant and mutate. So I'm guessing that his more between his mutate mutant and mutate abilities, he has more stamina, I guess, than Morph would have. Because Morph is really more of a stealth character yeah. than an actual fighter, at least from what it looks like. Yeah. And you can really see that in this episode with how he tricks all the X-Men to go off in different directions. And uh so you can see that's where his strength really lies as yeah. a as a operative, for lack of yeah. a better term. Mm -hmm. But beast he's he's the strong man he's he 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 should be able to go toe to toe with the hulk and do pretty decent yeah more if wouldn't last five seconds against the hulk that or the sense. thing or agree agreed beast should be able to so right. yeah he would survive two blasts from a sentinel yeah and get electrocuted and just be stunned enough that uh the police can carry him away i agree while I agree with that obviously uh mr sinister was more worried about morph than what happened to beast yeah i like how they inserted which, him they inserted him in the story which I enjoyed that. makes me wonder about mr sinister's plans because what would he do why would you not want the big strong mutant as part of your big dna experiment i mean yeah you got this the energy blast from scott and you got this the the super strong, the absurdly strong telekinetic abilities of Jean Grey, mm -hmm. which has not been shown on this yet, but mm -hmm. I can imagine Mr. Sinister knows about him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can see that, but it's like, if you're making the perfect mutant, the superior mutant, as he puts it, mm -hmm. shouldn't you be, like, 
putting all the strengths together. Mm-hmm. Granted, you don't want them. You may not want them blue and hairy, but you should still want some strong man. Oh, oh, and by the way, there's another mutant that he, Mr. Sinister really should have gotten a hold of. He got a really important ability. His name is Wolverine. And he's got super healing. <laughs> Just don't pull a uh, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine and uh, a Deadpool character. I don't know why, but I was thinking you were going to say something about the bone claws. Oh, no. And then my mind went to Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. And I thought, <clears throat> bone claw oh, is ready. <laughs> bone saw. Yes, yeah, bone saw. But bone I'm saying bone claw oh, is ready. On that note, oh my gosh, yeah. our next episode for the X-Men, we will be reviewing the episodes Whatever It Takes and Red Dawn. Move from games? Well, Wolverines! <laughs> we'll ca- this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterbox page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at the Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at the Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. yourself up use as many as you want it's the four ply it's the good stuff all i want is some leche that's all i want is some leche where is his udder oh brother not again